Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, February the 22nd, 2018, and it is time for another Technical Alpha. Gentlemen, how are we doing today, Mr. Black? I'm doing all right. And Mr. Switched? I am doing all right as well. Fantastic. I'm glad we got that out of the way. That was I was worried that was going to take too long. We got it out of the way. I'm not doing too bad myself. Uh, I'm like I'm having like super, super, super tired day. I didn't sleep much last night, so I'm just having like a fucking dead day. Normally, I can kind of work through being tired, but it's one of those days where I sat on the couch. Uh, I was setting up a new laptop, Gab's new laptop, and just physically being on the couch, all my body was saying to me was, "Just take a nap. Just go on." You know you want to nap. Ruining my childhood today wasn't enough. Just no, no, it wasn't. No, I, that actually that's that sucked the life out of me too. Watching that, so uh, that's probably part of the problem. And we're going to get to what we're talking about here, or alluding to later on in uh, in the show. But welcome, 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 everyone. Hopefully, uh, you out there are all doing just as well uh, as uh, as we are. I'm paranoid today, guys. I'm paranoid. All right. I have, I have one, it's not a full-blown phobia, but I, I, it's, it's damn near close, and that is vomiting. It is one of my, it's like the one thing that gets me, and, uh, I went to go get my hair cut today, and it's just clear, you know, it's Ryan's sister that does my hair, Jeff, uh, crimp, crimp sister. Uh, and, uh, so I, I had originally gotten set to go get my hair cut on Tuesday and, uh, I got a call that Lauren had to go home. She wasn't feeling well. Okay. Or whatever. Let's reset this up. So, all right. So Thursday comes around. I go in, everything's fine. I say, Oh, how you feeling? She's like, Oh, I'm not bad. You know, feeling a little weak. I was like, oh yeah, what'd you get? You had a little bit of a flu? She's like, yes. I had this like nasty stomach bug and my brain immediately went, fuck. No. No. Now, obviously she didn't come to work sick, but the, the, my brain only took two seconds. Instant paranoia. I didn't want to look at her in the face when she's talking in my general direction. I didn't want to touch anything that she was touching. I was like, oh my god, please no. Anything but. Give me give me strep throat. Give me fucking anything. Just don't give me the 24-hour stomach bug because it is don't the worst. stomach. Oh, it's the worst. Uh, so like all day, as soon as I got home, it's so funny. I, I went to... Go get some groceries after I got my hair done. And the first thing, I never touched them, ever. First thing I did walking through the, the, the door of the grocery store, grab one of those uh, sanitary wipe things, like the, little, like the hand cleaners. And I was like, wiping down the bar of like the, the, the grocery cart. And I was like, and, and then like the next guy that came in behind me to do it was like 90 years old. I was like, that guy has a reason. Adam, you don't have a reason, but your brain is making you do this right now to just go along with it. So I got home and I was like washing my face. I even contemplated showering when I got <laughs> home because that's how that's that's how paranoid I can get sometimes. So now I'm just like sitting here going, please no. And she got it. I dodged a bullet, I guess, because she got it at um, so Ryan's son, uh, his first birthday was this weekend. And uh, so they had, you know, their big shindig with you know family friends can come over they like rent out a, a little a, a little spot at a community center and and everyone goes and sees them and 
family friends that also have toddlers bring all the kids and, you know, they get to hang out and whatever and uh, none of them are really old enough to know what the hell's going on, but they do it anyway. And, uh, and so apparently Ryan's daughter had it uh, and then uh, I guess Ryan's wife and Ryan just didn't decide they wanted to tell anyone that that was the case. And so, uh, Ryan's sister was, you know, getting, you know, hugging, hugging his daughter, you know, the kisses and everything, and then just spread like the, just the bubonic plague. Everyone just knocked out. Ryan got it. His wife got it. Uh, his sister got it. Uh, uh, and then like other people at the party got it. Just wiping people out left, right, and center. Rip. Yeah. And now here I am sitting here going, please God, not me. Don't let me be a casualty. (laughs) Just don't let me be a casualty. I'm sure you'll be fine. Oh, a hundred. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much positive. But tell my brain that. (laughs) Tell my brain that. Uh, So game stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Not a, not an enormous amount of uh, stuff in games happened this week, but uh, some of the stuff. uh, At least one or two of these topics, kind of, kind of intriguing, anyway. Um, the order, uh, ignore the order on this list, boys, if you're both on this page. We'll, we'll, we'll pick away at it. There's a stuff that happened in gaming this week. Well, if I miss stuff, forgive me. You can fill me, you can <laughs> fill us in on the run. We'll just, on the, yeah. on the fly, on we'll the be, fly. we'll, we'll be, uh, we'll be, do it, we'll do it live. We'll be, what's his, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. Fuck it, we're doing it live! <laughs> do it live! Just fuck it! Just go! Um... First thing, we'll tackle real quick, get it in and out of the way. Rainbow Six. So Rainbow Six has been like, uh, of all the games to have to 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 have an increase in their player base and to be slowly getting better, if there was a more gradual curve of like available, mathematically speaking, I don't know if it exists. But Rainbow Six has been on that curve, and it's just been slowly getting better and better, and more people have been playing. And it's just been growing the community slowly, slowly, slowly. And they're doing a good job by it. Uh, and uh, I guess now they're coming out with a survival mode with zombies. Because we can't get enough zombies. Literally impossible for video games to have enough zombies, apparently. We need more. And so Rainbow Six is bringing in the survival mode. What After I read it, what it sounds like to me is uh, kind of like Left for Dead. In a, to a, to a degree, so different zombie types and stuff, and it's uh, instead of Left 4 Dead's formula of get to the safe room at the other end of the level, uh, how it reads is it's basically just don't die, and go as long as humanly possible, or something along those lines. Uh, now whether or not they'll expand on that, I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, I guess they're they're just giving their community a zombie mode. I I think I've said this before. It's just I just. Can we stop the zombies for like one year? Just one. One. I mean, one. Other, other than the zombies, though, Rainbow Six itself has been doing really, really yes. well. They've been doing content and stuff consistently. Um, part of that's because Ubisoft kind of realized that they had been fucking up how they've been doing games. So they've been doing that whole we want games as a service thing that yes. like everyone has been doing. Yeah, like everyone but else. They, they realize that they can't just release the game and then kind of just let it ride on its hype. They actually need to do stuff afterwards. So Rainbow Six was where they kind of piloted how to properly do or like new methods that they can keep it going. So they've been doing the seasons, they've been adding new operas and a lot of the content, you know, so a lot of the content has been free. Um, others you've had to pay. They've done like a mix of it, but it's kept people in 
and they've been addressing the underlying issues, which Ubisoft has been notorious for just ignoring, like, major problems yeah, in the game. Uh, but, I don't know if it's just the core group that they have running Rainbow Six, but it's, like, the one spot in the company that isn't sucking it up right now. Oh, they actually... No, there's another one that um, For Honor actually is making a comeback now because Ubisoft Excuse actually me? came... Yeah, I was surprised, too. I, I was reading <laughs> up on it. But um, and I was looking at the player numbers. It's actually making a comeback now because Ubisoft actually came back and said... We promised that we would come up with a fix for, you know, all the crazy network issues and everything. So um, we've been working on it and it's ready and dedicated servers and stuff came out like a couple of days ago. You know, it's actually brought back a lot of the people and like we're working on addressing it and we're going to have some more content. They're trying to take like they're, they're actually instead of being like, oh, no, we'll apply these principles to newer games coming out later. They're actually like, all right, let's go back and actually try some of the stuff on games we already have out. So they're like they're they're, re- cool. they're going back to For Honor. There's talk about going back to the division and adding more stuff. So they're like trying to go back and fix what they can to like rebuild some goodwill. Godspeed with that, because if yeah. there's one thing Ubisoft could use, goodwill would be oh, one yeah. of them. Uh, the other thing they could use would be money, but goodwill mm-hmm. is also definitely high up on the list of things that Ubisoft. Well, I mean, the last Assassin's Creed needs. did pretty well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Didn't do too bad. Uh, they've got that 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 kind of kooky. I don't know if we ever talked about this on the podcast. If it just happened the last week or not, my timeline is gone in my head. Um, but they're in, they introduced in the new Assassin's Creed like this this kind of walk through historical like museum-y thing uh, where you it's it's kind of like an interactive you know stop and see the sites and then there's a voiceover type deal that explains the historic happenings and all this stuff um, throughout the game world. Uh, because obviously Assassin's Creed has a number of, of historical references and, and, and within the game world there's also flat-up buildings and stuff that, that are all there and items. So, uh, yeah, they announced that they were doing that and, it, and I guess it's on its way or coming or it's either out or it's on its way. I can't remember which. But the last thing I saw about it was that on statues... Uh, that uh, just so happened to have their uh, their you know their meat and veg showing. They've got they they kind of they they've blocked those bad boys out for whatever reason. I guess I guess they're aiming for young children to learn about about history, and they don't want the kids to see uh, you know that that stone carved balls and and just stick waving in the breeze. I don't know. It's a little weird. Uh. North America's weird for that shit, man. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to that also in another topic here uh, later on. The two things that always go hand in hand uh, when the, these kind of things come up in, in discussion. But why? Why? It's a statue. Just it's not even like it's a mandingo dick. Like when's the last statue you saw that was hung like Chuck Norris? It's usually just like this perfectly average. You sometimes even below average dick. Just resting on this beautifully marble cut, you know, set of balls, uh, and that's it. This is just that's just it. I don't know why that's that's such a big deal, but yeah, you're you're not wrong. Assassin's Creed did um, relatively I think that's well. More of a ESRB thing than anything else, because like the way the ESRB in the game, and so like- is the mode. <laughs> Yeah, it's like tricky how they do it. Like it's weird. If like, this the was USB like, is, if this like, was really a... particular about how they how they do it, they do it by account and everything. It's crazy. Well, no, I get I get that, but like, but if it's in the game, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, and the statue for whatever reason isn't in the game, which would be even more strange to me. 
the game has a rating, this mode is in the game specifically, to my knowledge, unless it's a separate entity and maybe I'm messing that up, I don't know, but I don't think so. How would I... Either way, it's dumb. Um... <laughs> Did either of you gentlemen have any want or need to come back to Assassin's Creed with this one? Because I feel like this was the no. Assassin's Creed they were trying to bait the people that liked old Assassin's Creed. I gave up after Black Flag. When's the last one you played, Jeff? You played one of the, like, the original ones and stuff, didn't you? Uh, I think I played the first two. Uh, I played first the first two. two. Yeah, I think I beat the first two and, and I got the third one for my birthday. It was like the last Black Flag time. was like four or five. I think it was the last time my parents actually bought me a video game was was, <laughs> was the that? third one. Um, that was Black Flag, though, wasn't it? No, it fourth one been... was Black Flag. Okay, oh, okay, so whatever the third one was, it was Black on the 360. Flag and Black Flag and, like, the fifth one came out really close to each other. Oh, that's right, like, inside Black of six flag, months or something? Yeah, Black Flag was really good, and the one after that was really bad. Yeah. And the one before Black Flag wasn't that good. Yes, yeah. The only reason I got Black Flag was because it actually looked really good, and I watched it. I'm like, I had a lot of fun playing it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just I was just interested because uh, it it felt like when I watched the stuff at E3 before it got released and everything, it just all of it read like they were trying to bring back people that might not have been playing Assassin's Creed for quite some time with with this latest Mm -hmm. game. Um. All right. Next up, ladies. Um, we got two things that are kind of related. I'll start with one. It will kind of, we'll run it into the other maybe. Uh, coincidentally, so last podcast, Jeff and I were talking about, um, for example, what was it? Uh, the esports that, oh, this was a question from tech support. Uh, esports that might have a shot at making it to television or something in the future. We were, we were discussing that topic, uh, last podcast. And, uh, I had mentioned, I had mentioned, that uh, and Jeff agreed uh, that if there was one person that might have a shot at doing it, or that it would be the most likely, it would be Rick Fox um, of uh, of Echo Fox. And uh, as it turns out, this week, Echo Fox and their and their holdings company that, uh, uh, that you know that they're under uh, just pulled down thirty eight million dollars in investment. Uh, from a whole whack of sources. I have the, I have the link there. It's like if Kevin you, Durant and whoever, right? A bunch of people. Yeah, so it in. comes from, it comes from some, some wide ranging locations. So, I mean, there's, uh, there's Durant and his, uh, business partner that, that are invested, uh, investing. So Durant being obviously a currently playing God tier basketball <laughs> player. Um, and then there was, uh, First Access Entertainment, uh, are, are also, going in on it, as well as Shamrock Holdings, which is the private investment firm backed by the Walt Disney family, not the company itself, but the, uh, the Walt Disney family. It's the personal office. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was led by Evolution Media, an investment firm backed by Creative Artists Agency, the CAA, uh, and private equity firm TV, uh, TPG Growth. Um. So yeah, like a wide range but uh, for this round, but $38 million. And, um, you know, some of that money is going to go into paying, uh, like, Riot for their birth in the in the uh, League of Legends uh, spot, where you have to pay, obviously, them to be there. Um, the franchise spot. The fee, franchise whatever. fees and stuff, uh, marketing and whatnot. But also, so he just... So if you don't know how Rick Fox got into all of this... 
if you don't know who Rick Fox is, he's like a two or three time NBA champion. He was a pretty good basketball player. He did some things. Uh, then he left and he, he's done and continues to do, uh, some acting. Uh, has been in, uh, TV shows, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, apparently was, uh, his son, or uh, I think it was his son. Uh, I, I believe it was one of his children or his only child. I can't remember how it went, but they, he ended up at the league of legends, like a league of legends championship or something in a, in a stadium. It was a stadium affair. Uh, so I'm guessing it was probably the championship. And, uh, when he was there, he was like, holy shit. The, there's, there is some serious money to be made here. Uh, it kind of blew him away, you know, seeing how many people were in the stadium, seeing how much money oh, was spent, hyped. you know, on, on all of this stuff. And he was like, you know, and this is early on, right? He knows that it's early on in, in this whole industry. He's like, okay, I'm getting in on this. So he starts, uh, Echo Fox, um, uh, which has, it's their own esports team. They're involved in several different, uh, esports titles uh, but apparently they're, they're going to be releasing, and I, I don't know if this was because it was in the works for so long or what, because it's an odd choice now, but back then when it was first cooked up, maybe it made more sense, uh, as an H1Z1 tournament, uh, or a league, I should say. I think like they're starting their own league, and it's an entire, like in its entirety, um, and, and going that route. And so... Fortnite. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, yeah, if it could have been Fortnite, could have been PUBG, could have been literally anything but H1Z1, which, uh, which it's not that H1Z1 is completely dead, but of, of the three currently battling out at the top, it's definitely on the, on the, the, the lower thing, the, rung. The H1Z1 tournament had more viewers on it than Steam had active players at the time. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. Oh, I apologize also to those at home. I had forgotten I had turned down Panic from when we were talking on Discord a few days ago. Uh, so he was probably really quiet. But yeah, no, so he's uh, he's doing big things. 38 mil coming in. Uh, and I still think for sure, if, the, if there's anyone that's ever going to pull that off and uh, make the transition to TV, probably you're going to see his name involved somewhere to make that happen. Just because he has so many ties to traditional sports. Uh, that it just makes by far the most uh, the most sense, and he's not doing poorly either. Like in his in in what he's involved with already, his teams actually do quite well. Uh, like Echo Fox is, uh, as a team is actually uh, doing uh, relatively well, considering. And uh, so yeah, there you go. I just thought that was kind of funny because we just talked about that uh, last actually, week. Kind of tangentially related to that. This 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 is actually um, I saw a tweet on this uh, followed by an ESPN article. But it was brilliant and kind of feel the need to convey it. Mm. But uh, someone came up with a really good idea on how to make Battle Royale esports like events watchable. Okay. All right. Hit me up. Treat it like a golf. With like the multiple commentators in like different areas, and then you oh, have the overarching yeah. one. So okay. instead of like focusing on the kill feed, you start it off by like focusing on like the most popular players and the mm -hmm. famous teams that are in to like kind of build up story. And then as the match goes on, you cut to different caster groups who are just watching certain sections of the map for cool stuff. And okay. with the main casters kind of tying everything together. And then as it gets closer to the end, you start moving into like focusing on the kill feed and all of that stuff. Because right now, and then you at the bottom, you just have a ticker with like the kill feed and stuff. So it's more focused on like the overarching game and how it's playing down as opposed to like just constantly being like all over the place trying to find out where the action is. That's not the worst idea I've ever heard. 
Um, I think compared to what we've been seeing, it's freaking brilliant. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure. That no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more. Uh, there's still as slow as slow as there's let's say mechanics PUBG is, for example. And I think I think that they would work better in PUBG than it would in Fortnite. Fortnite moves yep. Fortnite fast enough fast. that you don't need it. Um, but for PUBG, I think it would make the most sense. And but but even still, it still moves at a pace that. Uh, I think that idea works. You just have to maybe mold it ever so slightly uh, for yeah. for it. But I think that's definitely a very good idea. I think it's just that would easier totally for work. people to follow what's going on. Yeah, and easier for the casters too, because yeah. I mean, it's like when Jeff and I did StarCraft, nuts. we avoided doing two v twos or four v fours because of how much shit was going on. I can't even fathom trying to commentate a a battle royale with a hundred people on the map. And and bouncing, you know, between all these hot spots where all these engagements and stuff are happening, it would be it would be a mess. My brain would have to work at like three times the speed that it currently does. And they're saying, don't be afraid to like flash back. Like if you have like a caster pair that's watching a section and you get like a really awesome thing, use replay. Quiet thing, just replay back to it and be like, show this while it's down, and then have the main casters talk about it and whatever, and then just cut back to a normal one. Absolutely, it gives you time. It gives you time to like have like kind of like the NFL red zone thing going on and pub. PUBG itself doesn't need to have that functionality yeah. because any of the broadcasting gear, as long yeah, as it's recording the area, yeah. it has replay stuff built in. So they just can just, tricaster. yeah, just run that through there. I mean, even OBS has replays for God's sake. I mean, you can, yeah. you can make that happen. Um, now, I guess the challenge then will be they're going to have to actually hire some serious production folks to, <sighs> to know what they're doing because yeah. I'm going to, as much as I love me some esports. But if there's one thing esports has not been smashing out of the park for a long time, it's production. Um, they just barely get static cameras down pat. Uh, so you're going to start talking about doing this like high end multi caster locations, replays, <laughs> you know, bringing it back in the tri caster and shit. I, I, I look, if they could pull it off, I think it'd be, I think it'd be fire. I think it'd be great. I think it would actually make, um, you know, long, long form battle royale games like PUBG way more watchable as a, as an esport. But oh my god, I'm just having like flashbacks of the NASL sound guy, and just like, it just I'm like the, yeah, you can't have that guy. Just can't the classics, guy. the classics of, of of esports and and production. It just all comes back in waves. I'm like, oh my god, I can't even. I'd have PTSD just watching it, just waiting for something to blow up. Uh, but I think that'd be pretty dope. But can can we all agree maybe that David Faraday needs to be involved? Do we just have him cast the entire? Just <laughs> he needs to be one guy. Just and and to cast it like golf. Maybe he'd so be so the what's par here? He'd oh, be like the no top. Par. He'd be like the top people. five guy where he's completely like low key, like low key, like the golf voice, like this. We're just talking like this. This is a top five situation. And then as soon as as soon as the game ends, then he can, then he can scream. I would yes. Give me some David Faraday casting PUBG. That would be incredible. <laughs> One of my highlights is still when a community member um, who was working production uh, for the PGA, uh, uh, who obviously came in contact with Faraday a lot, and I love Dave Faraday. I think he's probably my favorite golf caster by miles, and he's a great interviewer, and his show is also really fun. Um, uh, I was like, I, I mentioned on my stream one day, I was like, I would totally, I, would, I, I, I want to take out Dave Faraday, have a drink, 
have a steak and have a drink and talk David Faraday. And so the the community member you know tracks down Faraday when they're on the on the course. Uh, and, and he gets, he gets Faraday. He, I have this video on my computer still and he's like, no, I will not have steak dinner with you. Or just like fucking walks off or some shit. And I thought that was great. I was like, all right, I got burned by David Faraday. I'm okay with this. This is fine. I love it. It's a, high, it's a Why highlight. Why did David Faraday not want steak dinner with him? I don't know. I, I, who passes up on a steak dinner? Did he want David Faraday to put out? I don't know. That was I wanted. To, I wanted to steak dinner with David Faraday. I didn't. I, that was that was what this the whole thing was about. I wanted to take him out for steak dinner. Um. So uh, connected to that, um, that little bit there, uh, is I just want to talk about. And it's funny because Jeff, I think you were playing your Overwatch placements today too. Yeah. Um. Uh, how did that go, by the way? <laughs> Swimmingly. <laughs> As well as you can possibly imagine. So, silver? Yep. Yeah, the dream. <laughs> the dream. Um, Twitch is going hard in the paint. I'm going to make that basketball reference because we talked about Rick Fox. It's going hard in the paint for Overwatch League. Uh, did you guys get an email or did you see the, the tweets about what, what uh, Twitch is doing with the Overwatch League stuff? They've already been doing that for Heroes, though. Yeah, but now, but yeah, they're put, but they're putting a big push on Overwatch League, though. Oh yeah, I mean, no, they are. I'm not they're not denying they're not putting a push on Overwatch League, yeah. but it's actually not anything new feature-wise. This stuff they've actually been doing with Heroes for like yeah. two years now. But but it's Heroes and nobody probably even realized it was happening. The Overwatch whoa, League. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be knocking Heroes. They get like 20,000. You just knocked them. I didn't knock it. I just it's facts. Look, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, that I it like hurts. Heroes. That, it I'm hurts sorry that soul. it hurts that Heroes is like not high on the list of anyone's game to watch on Twitch. I'm sorry, but uh, with Overwatch League, um, so they're they're doing this whole like earn your points just for watching Overwatch League, so that you can buy team gear in Overwatch and and other various items and stuff. And so they're giving uh, Overwatch League uh, that whole treatment uh, and just pushing. I just feel like they're pushing Overwatch League really hard in general. Like they're really giving their a, a go, which I guess makes sense to a they degree. Ridiculous amount of money for exclusive broadcast rights. Yeah, so they're, they're push that shit. They're going hard, and it's go, it's doing pretty well. I mean, you know, one hundred and seventy thousand, one hundred and eighty thousand uh, people will be about watching. One hundred twenty thousand nowadays, even yeah. up until the playoffs. Yeah, the matches have been the games have been good. I watch yeah, it absolutely. Usually. I watch it a couple. Of t- I watch it a couple times a week. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, Mister Mister Black, I want I want your opinion. Now that you've you you haven't played Overwatch in a while, you went back. Did your placements? You're finding. You're trying to find a game to grind. We're, we're, you're, you're knocking the down. You're, you're knocking down the list. Pretty soon, I'm going to see you like doing some crazy shit like Hearthstone. I'm going to just be mind blown or some no, shit. No, you just see me play Starcraft. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, what is what is your now? Because you haven't played in a while, so Overwatch. Now that you've played a little bit of it, what is your take on playing Overwatch? Because watching Overwatch and playing Overwatch two totally different beasts. Uh, and I played Overwatch uh, last night, and I've played a little bit off and on over the last couple of months. So I, just, I wanted your take on how you feel Overwatch is doing, you know, for for you personally for playing it. You know, is it exciting? Is it fun? You know, do you see do you, do you see why people enjoy it so much, or do you what do you think? Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it is fun. I, I had fun today. I only played for I think I just did like a short little three hour stream or something. <clears throat> Um, I'm going to play again tomorrow mm-hmm. and 
I didn't rage quit it, so you know that's good. And I wasn't I wasn't as mad when I lost. Um, maybe that's just because I only played for three hours. So I mean, <laughs> that might be it. You know, play it for eight hours, it might be something totally different. It's a lot. It's much more fun than what it was when I played it when it first came out. Mm. Um, but it's still it it's still it still should be called overtime. It's it's just endless amounts of overtime and it gets that's very stale like almost every single match is overtime overtime more overtime and ultimates it's it's chaotic mindless fun that i'm not sure for me it would be overly fun at a very competitive level i think it's i think it's just a fun casual game it's like the the hots the heroes of the storm of shooters it's team oriented but people still play solo <laughs> they don't at least where i'm at i mean i'm sure at the high high levels it's probably something beautiful to watch um but where i'm at it's a cesspool so you know, it is what it is. I like I like that there's voice. I do like that there's voice and that you can talk to people. Um, I've had a, I had two people. The worst that I've had today was a couple of guys complaining that we had too much DPS, not enough, you know, tanks or healers or whatever. It was the same. And both of them, coincidentally, were playing Reinhardt. Mm. So, um, you know, that's the worst you got. And it was more like, guys, what the fuck, man? It, but I, I find it's not as toxic because when you have voice chat, there is this level of connect, even though there's still disconnection. So people are not as they still have anonymity. But when you put your voice out there, you're almost held accountable to in a sense. You, you're you not as hidden. So you don't hear it nearly as much. The people that want to BM will typically type it in in the chat, call you like, you know, whatever. But for the most part, it is nice to hear people. And it's also nice to hear people when it doesn't work out, you know, say nice try guys, good game. It kind of eases your pain a little bit. You're you're like, oh, that guy was an asshole. Like he, he obviously tried or whatever. And you just move on to the next game instead of the the only things you hear all game is fuck you. You're feeding your garbage. You're terrible. Um, that's nice. Once again, this is a three hour assessment. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me again next week. <laughs> it, it might we'll be a totally a different answer. Yeah. But I, I can see why people watch it, especially the production of Overwatch. It's it's the best in the business. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I would say probably is the best production in the business. Production-wise, yeah. Production-wise. I mean, League of Legends does it better. But um, production, like watching like all the overlays and things that are going on, um, they definitely do it the best. It's not something I'm interested to watch professionally, though. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't excite me watching people run around in circles and holding down the fort and using ultimates and going into overtime. It's just casual, dumb fun for me. Yeah, I. Uh, so when I, I play, I played the game last night, and um, the the thing the thing that 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 gets me for okay so i can watch overwatch i'll I'll preface it this way i can watch overwatch league and get uh, a a relative you know relatively decent amount of entertainment uh value out of it because 
you know, like anything, I like watching high-level players play video games. It's just kind of fun to see how good people can really get uh, at a game, and the production quality is nice and whatever. Um, I, I get around the fact that Overwatch as a game doesn't excite me all that much just watching people who are skilled. Um, it's also, despite the fact that it used to be with the, the old, uh, system for, uh, for viewing these matches was terrible, uh, the, the spectator mode, the spectator mode now is, is a lot better, and it's at least a little easier to follow what's actually happening on screen. It's still not perfect, but it's a lot better. I can't watch, with that being said, I can't watch somebody play Overwatch on Twitch by themselves. The first person perspective in Overwatch and watching it is, uh, is incredibly boring. <laughs> even, even when, even when the player is really good, like it's not particularly exciting because, um, for me, what makes Overwatch, uh, good to, as a viewing experience is being able to see the entire team come together to make a play happen because at high levels of play, that's what makes it happen. There's no, it's, it's difficult for uh, any singular player to just carry super hard because every friggin' hero or champion or whatever you want to call them has an escape, has a heal, has a whatever. And so you, in order to like break a wall, you're seeing an, a full play that involves pretty much the entire team most of the time do their thing. And when you're just watching a single player on Twitch, you're not really getting that full experience. You're just seeing this one perspective and it's not particularly exciting for me. It's not like if you're watching CSGO and there's one dude taking on five guys and just going on a, on a headshot, you know, uh, killing spree with a, with a sniper or some shit. So, um, well, there's, there's a level, there's a level of stakes involved in other shooters. Yeah. You You, you watch PUBG and it's very slow and methodical if you're good at the game. And so when you get a kill, it's much more fulfilling. With Overwatch, you become desensitized. It's like, oh, I mean, you died again. This is totally normal. Some, you know, Hanzo mm. hits you with one fucking arrow. You're dead. You know, this guy just queued in there. You know, Junkrat did his bullshit alt and blew everybody up. whoop de doo You don't get to see the excitement of an entire team play that makes... Makes that exciting. Makes that, that it play exciting. exciting. Yeah, you're just exactly. you, you become desensitized from the noise because that's all Overwatch is a bunch of noise in front of a screen. Um, not saying that you. I I personally don't mind watching a streamer play. I actually uh, the only streamer I ever watch play uh, Overwatch is Desro. Like mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm, I'm at mm-hmm. on the computer and he's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't say anything in his chat. I just kind of like float around and. Uh, he's quite good at the game and it's not bad to watch, but I can't watch it for long periods of time. We're talking like, you know, a 30 minute session for me is like, okay, I've had time, a, you yeah, know, time I, to go I've on, seen yeah. three matches of overwatch now, unless the, yeah. unless the streamer is super entertaining, you know, and, and, you know, Desro's a great guy, but he's not, he's not holding my attention, yeah, yeah. you know, himself. It's his gameplay that usually does the talking. Um, I just kind of check out. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. sure if somebody like Dr. Disrespect was playing Overwatch, I could probably watch it a little bit longer and, you know, eventually still check out. Yeah, so for me, that carries over into when I play it. Uh, and you touched a bit on it there when you were talking in the beginning about the fact that uh, you get a little desensitized to stuff. Um, I feel Overwatch is so sterile. Uh, it just, it, it's, it's such, it, the game, the, there's nothing inherently wrong with Overwatch. 
The game plays really well. It looks great. It sounds great. There's not really any technical issues necessarily with the game, and if there are any, they're minor at best. But it feels... clean. Yeah, it's super clean. It feels incredibly sterile. And then, so, for me, what I think turns me off most is that when I win a match, I literally feel no different than if I lose a match. There is no... I have no... I'm, I'm apathetic to both situations. If I, if I, um, if I lose a match, it's like, you know, eh, if I win a match, it's, eh, eh, eh. uh, and then, uh, and then the only time it ever gets anything out of me, and it tends to be a negative thing, no matter if I win or lose, is when it's in overtime, because it's the most annoying thing I've ever experienced in a, in, in a, in a competitive game is Overwatch's overtime mechanic. And so I get, I get even across the board, win, lose, but if an overtime is involved, if, even if I win overtime, I don't care. I'm not. You would think you'd be hyped about You're the just fact. Happy it's over. But the You're problem with Overwatch over. is that is that over overtime is every single fucking match, yeah, over and over again. So it's not like this thing that happens once in a while, like it does in like other sports, and it's like, oh, sh-, yeah. you know, first person to score, and all of a sudden it's all over, and there's hype and tension, and it happens, and then you can get excited about it. In Overwatch, it's like shit. This is the third overtime in the last five minutes. Yeah. Overwatch is just like missionary sex. It's like, okay, you know, it's sex. So it works. I, I'm it not feels good, but yeah, it feels good, but it, this doesn't excite me. No, you know, I call it an, I call Overwatch, uh, the unenthusiastic hand job. It's still a Ooh, hand job. It, it's better. It's better than it's, that. Okay. But it's okay. Not, instead of an unenthusiastic, it's just a hand job. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> It's missionary sex, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's you know, it's whatever. The foreplay is the hand job, and the the sex act is missionary. Yep. And he came in a condom. <laughs> Just the most Ooh. in a black room, lights off, socks yeah. on, no music, nothing. no music, <laughs> and with a roll, and with a over, solid seven out of ten. On when you're done, you know? yeah, it's just just that's it. Yeah, and that's and that's how I feel about Overwatch, and so it. Like, I'll find myself, uh, when I'm streaming it, I'll just stop talking, because I go brain numb. I just, like, my brain, my my mind just shuts off. I just go into autopilot, because there's just nothing that's that's getting my my heart pumping. There's nothing to, to you know, to get me excited. In, in PUBG, there's, like, these huge lulls where you're just, like, you know, running or, or looting. Ooh, but, when, but when combat happens, and you know you get hit, like, three times, and your ass is grass... Your heart rate just f- skyrockets and shit. And maybe, uh, like, uh, the other day, I, I was by myself. There was uh, 17 people left. It was in duos, but uh, Ixig, uh had just di- unfortunately died. And I went on an ump rampage. And I was just taking 1v2 on teams. And I was just taking it. And I've, it was a rush. And then I go to Overwatch, and I, and I get four golds. And I, the only thing I couldn't get golds on was healing, but I'm diva. So how the hell am I going to do that? And I'm like, yay! That's why Ooh. I like playing Tracer, because Tracer is the most exciting, in my opinion, is the most exciting mechanically intensive too agent or whatever they call them yeah. in the game. Um, you know, I, I played today and I went on like a, a twenty kill streak, and that was exciting because you almost feel like you're holding your breath, uh, <laughs> like Tracer, because yeah, well, literally because you're moving <laughs> so fast and you can't be touched. By like three different heroes yeah, or agents dead. or whatever, and so in the whole rewind thing, and then you get throw, you know, you throw your grenade or the sticky, and um, and then you know rewind out and stuff. 
I just find that exciting. If I was playing like fucking anyone else, like the cannon dude that just sits there and Torbo Tor- Torbjorn. or Torbjorn or whatever the fuck Torbjorn, he's called, yeah. and I just fucking sit there and just shoot <laughs> stuff, I'd be like, I'd want to just end it all. Right? Play I just, of the game. Torbjorn's turret placed ever so precariously on the staircase so only the gun part is showing and kills like five people. Yeah. Torbjorn, meanwhile, is dead in the background. Because she's fun and she's, it feels like an accomplishment when you make good plays. It's like, and it's, and it's, I find the most fun to watch. Well, Uh, yeah, because it's so active, right? Yeah. It's so active. And it requires you to play well. It's not one of those ones that it's like, like Soldier, you know, Soldier 76, with the other uh, guy that I play. Call of Duty. He's as as basic as it gets, right? It's just boring. But Tracer is like the opposite. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Um, Overwatch. It's a thing. It's happening. Overwatch League doing great. Echo Fox, big money going in on it. Uh, And so is Twitch apparently going in on that Overwatch League. Um, Gonna spin this into, there's nothing really, there's no real segue necessarily to to this. Um, So... Earlier, earlier in the week, uh, Florida experienced one of the, you know, unfortunately increasingly frequent tragedies uh, in the states, um, and I believe that school lost seventeen people. I think sixteen kids and a teacher, or something uh, it was, along uh, it was those like lines. Fifteen it was, teachers. It was like a teacher and a coach and like a bunch of students. Mm. So. Uh, and a lot of injured on top of that, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. like the, it was the, ca- the casualties, which doesn't necessarily mean deaths, but casualties were quite high on that, uh, on that one. And, uh, it was like the, the 12th school shooting of 2018 or something along those lines. Obviously not all of 18th, them. 18th. Eighteenth was, it was the 18th. Some, it was some ridiculously high number that had no higher than one high. Yeah, which, higher than zero, which higher than been. zero, which which when you're only a month and a half into the year. All right, let's just put it this way: we shouldn't be we shouldn't be in double digits at any point in the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty we shouldn't much. Be in double digits for any particular decade. Yeah, if possible, a decade would yeah. be good to spread that out a little thinner. Um, yeah. So now, uh, and again, with the, when you say school shootings, again, it doesn't mean that every one of them was that deadly mass- or that or, or that even work. somebody got hit or even. But the fact it was there were guns on guns a being campus shot being on shot. Campus, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 it. Uh, and then you obviously would be able to narrow that down. But again, more than one or even one a month and a half in. No bueno. So unfortunately, uh, yeah, a lot of kids uh, lost their lives, and and at a point in their lives where they're literally just getting ready to start, like the that's the the you know they did the hard the, part. Yeah, they did the hard. Yeah, they did the hard hard part. They're just getting ready to start uh, life, and and out the window it goes. Um, so you know, obviously, we could all sit here and talk about this thing forever, uh, and maybe it will devolve into that. But to tie it into the video game thing. Trump and several other, but mostly because Trump heard it from somebody else and immediately spat it out on Twitter because that's what Trump does is he takes the last thing he hears and he just fucking tosses it onto Twitter. Um, Republican bro and and other others involved uh, blaming video games as usual for why this happened um, because video games are obviously the root cause of uh, every gun-related 
or violent act ever in the history uh, of, of video games. As soon as it started, and we had, you know, Galaga, it was all downhill from there. Uh, Pong, obviously, inciting much violence. Uh, but of course, you know, there are violent video games, but, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. This is not the first time, won't be the last time that video games have had their finger pointed at them, uh, as the scapegoat for why, um, a violent act occurs. Uh, and obviously this is going to now get paraded out, uh, as a reason for, uh, for this and other shootings that have been happening. Um, so, uh... Just, just looking for general thoughts on on that. You know, as video games, you know, are video games the uh, the problem? Are they part of a problem? Are they not a problem at all? Um, just general thoughts on, on that. We can just talk talk this out as however it rolls out. Just flow um, with it. It's in my opinion, it's it's pretty much the same thing. It always is. Um, both sides, again, are trying to deflect from the actual underlying root issue and are just trying to throw things in to kind of muddy the waters so that they don't actually have to deal with, you know, whatever deeper underlying, if you want to call it an issue, problem, culture, whatever. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to acknowledge it. So they're going to throw something else in to, you know, muddy and make it harder to discuss the root cause. So in this case... On one on, on the right, you have them throwing in video games, saying, "Hey, look, we have these things that are super violent, and kids are playing them all the time. So clearly, this is the problem." And you know, they 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 can if they can point the finger at that, they can they can avoid having to point the finger at some other thing like, you know, the fact that the guy wasn't background check or whatever. All whatever happened, they they don't have to look at that because they can say no we have this other much more prevalent thing that we can say is the cause and tackle it. You know, um, there's a number of things um, on that. Uh, the thing that's bugging me the most today, actually, I, was, I read up on some of it because I saw it was in the doc, um, was the counter argument where they're like, oh, if they had a security guard on campus, it wouldn't have been a problem. Well, didn't they have one? Yeah, they did. Um, the report that came out today um, included that he was suspended now. Because they found out that he was on campus while the shooting was happening in uniform and armed. And he, he took up a position at the corner of one of the buildings and didn't go in for 12-something minutes. And he just waited. And this was like an actual trained officer who was there for security. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, he didn't do anything. He just sat and waited and he just radioed. So is, is he a police officer? Or he is, is an he- actual he was an actual police officer, fully trained, uniformed with a firearm, not like a not like a rent a cop security. He was a school resource officer, which is an actual police officer, fully trained. He was an officer for you know whatever period of time. And Similar to who we had in high school, right? Like Booker yeah. was a, a trained officer, uh, mm-hmm. armed, like actually in, in employed by the actually employed by the department, not by the school type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like real deal. Yeah. So I mean, like, I mean, that's unfortunate. I mean, yeah. the the reality of it is, is it's just everyone is throwing things in to be like, oh, yeah, no, but they don't want to talk about the problem of, you know, mental health. You know, how they we gonna, got the gun. Are they going to blame this? Are they going to blame this officer for the death of, you know, 17 people? Because well, that's that's the problem. He didn't want to go 
you know, whether he was scared, oh, whether no, no, no. he that... was whether he was protecting other people in another area of the school, whether whatever the case it may have been or may not have been. Because I well, didn't, I didn't it, see anything up on it. It's the problem is that hearing things like that and seeing things like that is going to muddy what the actual conversation should be. Because on the right, you say, oh, we need more security guards. We need armed, we need whatever. On the left, they're like, no, we need stricter gun crew. We need all of these law. We need all of this other stuff. You know, when in actuality, something in the middle needs to happen. But the problem is now the left is going to say, this guy was armed. He had a gun. He just sat there and did nothing. The right side is going to, you know, right's going to say video games is the problem. Mental health is the problem. And they're just going to keep arguing back and forth until nothing's just going to happen. It's just going to be a freaking stalemate. They're just going to sit there. And then we're going to, you know, and then we're just going to sit and wait until a week from now, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, however, we're going to be like, hey, there's another mass shooting. All right, let's have it again. So in, in terms of, in terms of the whole games as, as part of the problem mm-hmm. bit, um, it's, you know, there have been studies done now many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, for both movies, TV, games, uh, various media to to determine whether or not they increase or have any part to play in violent tendencies or the odds of somebody committing a violent act based on the you know the frequency of what they're playing uh, or maybe what specifically because. I mean, remember years ago, it, it wasn't just video games. They they didn't necessarily paint the broad stroke there. They for a while they narrowed it down to Grand Theft Auto was the problem of everything. Um, you know, you're beating up hookers and you're stealing cars and you're shooting you're shooting people and uh, and so you know Grand Theft Auto has all of these things. So let's we will narrow it down to that game. Um, despite the fact that there were far more specific shooter only video games in the in the market uh i you know re- research the research obviously leaning towards it not being a problem is is fine but um you know i i don't know if i would if i would discard entirely that it plays a part in in what i think is probably one of the biggest problems in the states for this issue and it's not specific to the states necessarily but this is where it happens so we're talking about this uh as you know in in the states is the romanticize uh, the romanticization of guns and gun ownership um there's a there it goes it goes beyond it it goes beyond just you know the the uh, guns in general it's then uh owning and using guns there's there it is romanticized it's it's made um it's made more a part of the culture inherently in more ways than it might be in in other areas of uh of the world but again you can't draw direct comparisons because culturally speaking the states is very much different than um let's say uh russia where there might be a lot more crazy ass people with crazy amounts of guns over there but for whatever reason it's not happening as frequently or is not reported as much or whatever you can't draw direct comparisons all the time for for a huge number of reasons there's too many variables involved 
And games might very well be a part of, uh, of, the, of the equation, but less so about games specifically and more about the overall um, contribution to the romanticization of weapons uh, in the States and the use of them and the ownership of them. Uh, it's, it's a crazy, it is a crazy incident. All, uh, what I can say about this, this issue is that, uh, like many other people, um, I'm just really tired about hearing about these things happening. And it's not that I don't, it's not that I want to stop hearing about them because that would be worse. It's not that I don't want them reported or I want them to be brushed under a rug or something because obviously that's infinitely worse. But what I mean is, is that, is that it's just tiring to hear about it because there are, there's no excuse. You could, you could try and come up with excuses, but there's no excuses for, uh, for a, a, a country like the U.S. to have this issue at this so, scale. And so, so, no, hold, hold on a second. So, it's tiring for me and it's gotten to the point now where where I don't really care. I mean I I do, but at the same time I You're don't. The, not not no, not in terms of that. In terms of what solution is chosen. I don't really fucking care anymore. Do I want them to to use the solution of let's arm everyone and their child and babies and dogs and sharks with laser beams and every until it's an arms race just to go to the local library? No, I don't want that to be the case. But I don't care anymore if that's the solution that they choose because I just want them to choose one. I don't want it to be this middling bullshit anymore where nothing is done because then we don't know what the solution is. All we know is that kids and other people are still getting killed on a multiple times a month basis, which is just flat out unacceptable. No matter how you put it down, no matter what metrics you want to bring out, no matter how many statistics, don't put statistics in the line. If you've got kids dying to guns, stop. You're America. You're not fucking Syria, for God's sake. You're, you're a country that totes itself as the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The American dream. It's where everyone wants to be and to live and freedom and all this other bullshit and eagles and fucking, you know, Abraham Lincoln and amendments and fucking, yeah, yay, America, fuck yeah, coming to save the motherfucking day, yeah. If that's going to be your MO, if that's going to be your point of pride, Take then kids shit at home. shouldn't be fucking dying in school. You know what you do in school? You learn. You put you put learning materials in your brain. You don't put AR-15 rounds in them. It's bullshit. So just choose a fucking side no, for Adam, the solution. Adam, it's not the guns that kill people. It's the it's people. It's the people that kill people. Which, yeah, is not un, which is not untrue, but that they doesn't... They just don't want to address the problem with the people. But it doesn't... Yeah, but they don't, they don't address the problem anywhere, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. Just so, all, I, all I want... It's just choose solution so that if the solution works, fucking great. Well, here's and the if thing, it doesn't, the use the other fucking solution. Problem, the problem solved. Is, the problem, and this is what I was going to say earlier, right, is obviously it's a super like complex, multi-layered issue, right? Now, really, hold on, shocking. Let, let me finish, man. Let me no, just get no, the thought no, out. No, we're we're green. Let me just get the thought out. So. 
99% of the people, me, you, and everyone, you know, we all fucking play violent video games all the fucking time. We don't do it. We don't do anything crazy. Now, the problem is you have that small percentage of people that go and, you know, you know, they're, they have some sort of mental issue, some mental health problem. And the main part of the issue is we as a society, especially in the U S we don't, we don't address it. We shove it under the rug. We ignore it. We don't provide money to treat it. We don't have any, we don't have the programs to assist with that. And the problem is you have such prevalent violent video games. It's common in the culture and common worldwide that, but we're not taking care of the small percentage of people that are influenced by it. But let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Right. And the problem is also guns are way too fucking easy to get in this country. So now you've got a more susceptible to being influenced demographic with access to get weapons that they shouldn't be able to get access to. And you have it in a situation where people aren't going to do anything about it. That's why we have the fucking situation we have in the country. So and the politicians will say, oh, yeah, there's a mental health problem. There's, you know, and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about various aspects of it. They'll never commit to fixing any one of it. They don't want to give them like, whatever. They're just going to ignore it. They'll say, oh, yeah, there's a problem. We'll fight it. And then they don't do anything. So that's why we end up where we are now, too. They'll acknowledge it. They won't do anything about it. And then we all just say, like, all right, move on. So, like, again, it's a problem we can fix. It's just that for some reason, no one has the appetite to actually fix it. All right. I, when it comes to video games, I'm not going to say that video games does not play a factor uh, in some cases. I mean, that's sure. like... You can't rule it out it'd be, entirely. It'd be, it'd be stupid silly. for me to say that. Yeah, of you course. Know? It's like saying movies or TV shows or the media, which is probably one of the biggest factors, um, glorizing these these uh, these insane killers and making them famous and giving them their you know three days of fame. Or however Which long credit, they, they credit to the media this time around has not done nearly as bad a job about that. It took me many, 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 many days before I've ever found out who the fuck the, the, the guy actually was. But in general, you're not wrong. They do a yeah. terrible job of that shit. Yeah. Um, the reality of it is for me, I'm, I'm Canadian as fuck. You know, I, I have seen. I knew I knew a shady guy once. He had he had a sawed off shotgun and two hand hand. Uh, I don't even know what type of hand uh, handguns they were. Probably Glocks here. Yeah, I, I held one of them. One of them was like duct taped. Like the fucking handle was duct taped. <laughs> yeah, God only yeah. knows. God only knows what the hell those guns were. But anyway, that 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 was my extent with guns. The only other times I've ever seen guns was. When I was in America, I would, you know, when I, when I was in Texas. Oh, boy, yeah, I was going to say, saw, of all places. I saw guns there. Open when I carry. was in Las Vegas, yeah. and I saw a dude walking in the Rio and dropped a handgun right in front of me. And I go, like, in shock of going, you know, holy shit, that's a gun that kills people. Um, And it's right there, and nobody gives a fuck, right? It's just like a normal, it's like, oh, shit, sorry, I dropped my gun. <laughs> The, the, 
honestly, and and listen, I, I make I might sound ignorant saying this, and it's just I a offend, cultural. It's a cultural difference. It's a, cul- it's, it's it's a there's a cultural difference, and the way I look at it uh, from a Canadian and Americans and, and and diehard gun people that are you know for the guns. I'm not saying you can't enjoy your weapons because I'll admit it. Yeah, cool, man. Shooting guns looks cool. Something that I've never went and did because I feel so strongly against guns. I think it would be fun. I do play games that shoot guns. I think it would be cool to shoot targets and go on a date and shoot weapons and and be it there. But I won't even go to a gun range in Vegas because I'm scared somebody is going to go nuts and kill me and everybody else there because they can't. And because, well, it's not too far from what could actually happen in the States, the way I look at it. It would be a very rare occasion, I would I would agree, but I actually have a healthy fear of guns because of what I see and how I'm not used to it. I think the biggest problem is, is Americans are so gung-ho on their rights, their constitutional rights, to bear arms— and it, it was something that was created many moons ago when, like, the fastest gun you could get was slower than Donald Trump's fucking brain. You'd have, to, now, you'd have to, like, freaking shoot it, and, put it down, spend exactly. a couple minutes, and then and do it now again. you've got AR-15s, you've got bump stocks, or whatever the fuck they're called. Bump stocks, that can, yeah. That can turn a semi-automatic weapon into an automatic weapon and just, and just kill, all right? So the, the, the big problem that I see is Americans love their guns like they love their gods. And not all of them are like that. And there are, I know, plenty of Americans. I think even Panic is probably one of them, although sometimes I question, <laughs> uh, of a person that, is, that has a sane look on weapons. And that would be a responsible gun owner and is not crazy. And is not out even if and on his worst day possible, he's not going to go out and kill people, you know, or anything like that. There, I, the vast majority of people are like that, and I can appreciate people that are responsible gun owners that want to go hunt and want to protect their family and all this other stuff. The so, problem uh, is, is the guns are so ingrained in your country that whenever somebody decides to go against it in the slightest of ways. The hardcore gun enthusiasts and the ones that are all about the rights, which are usually right-wing nutbags, sorry, usually is, they are saying, fuck you, you're not going to take our guns, you're not going to take our AR-15s because I, uh, it's my right, or you're not going to take deer our... deer with an AR-15. Exactly. You know, they, 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 they lose their minds. And I get it. Because they're there, it's what they believe in. It's hard. It's it's like it's like me going to my to my father and trying to explain to him why God isn't real, right? It's like me, literally, like me going there and saying, you know, you waste your time every Sunday at church. For one, it would be very rude for me to go and and say something like that, which I would never do and never oppose uh, my beliefs on somebody else. But I'm just saying, it's sort of the same thing where he would look at me and be like. Uh, you need God, right? You, you, he'd look at me like there is nothing that you can say that is going to change my outlook. In fact, I am now going to tell you reasons why guns aren't a problem. And it gets to the point where I don't even know if 
if a lot of those people even believe some of the shit that is coming out of their mouths, I'd like to believe they don't. But it's very, very scary when there are so many shootings and massacres and people specifically, even more so your country leader that is going to come out and not only bounce things off and ricochet them and start blaming FBI and blaming Russia or, or people thinking and, and for one, just not even really addressing it uh, for what it is, just being a fucking cuck. But you expect him to do that anyway because it's Trump. But beyond that, the, 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 the gun lovers out there and I see it on Twitter and it's like the worst place I've had. I, I, I'll do a retweet of some guy. And of course, when I do a retweet of somebody, chances are. They're they're a left wing nutbag, right? They're the complete opposite. They're like, get rid of these fucking guns. You know, what's wrong with you people? Children are dead. Get rid of these guns. And I retweet the shit, right? Because what's wrong with saying get rid of the fucking guns? 17 people are dead. But to some people are like, don't touch our fucking guns. So the reason why nothing gets done, in my opinion, is because whoever, whatever office, it's, even even if Hillary Clinton was in office right now, how much would really get done, right? You got to really think. Well, even if a Democrat was in office, nothing. It's not about left and right, and and in America, it's always been that way. I don't. It's not like that here in Canada. Like, sure, there are, there are political parties, and they 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 banter in a Canadian way. But in America, it is left versus right. There is, and, and there are some people that are kind of in the middle, and I would consider myself to be sort of in the middle. There's, a, there's actually a lot of things that I would, that, that Republicans kind of, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I like both, like I almost like both sides um, or the ideologies of both sides. Some of them I agree with, some of them I don't agree with, but I find like there, it's, you got to be like one or the other. And no matter who is in office, in my opinion, and once again, I'm an ignorant Canadian and I don't know too much. I actually know more about American politics than I do Canadian politics, which is, uh, I guess, a problem for us Canadians. But the problem is, is everybody is scared to do something because they don't want to get for, voted out. Exactly. It's 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 politics and nobody is going to get rid of Americans guns. It's just not going to happen. And I highly doubt that they're going to ban, uh, you know, semi-automatic weapons. I know they have like bans on like fully automatic weapons, but we all know you can pay 12, 400 bucks and, and put a bump stock on virtually anything and turn it into a, a killing machine. So the, 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 the problem that I there's many problems, but the, the, the reality of it is I don't see it ever changing. Ever. People don't want to talk about it. It's too polarizing. They don't want to get caught in a but I wish, position. I wish they would just say say it for what it is instead of blaming it on a left or a right or a so, video game or a movie or a, or, or a mental health or a this or that. So if something you, happened yesterday, which was or might have been the day before that shocked me. Right. Um, Marco Rubio, Republican senator from Florida and. Again, I, compl- I disagree with his policies and his stances, right? But he did something that I have not seen a politician do in a long time, right? Either side. He got up on stage for that CNN town hall with the survivors from the school shooting. 
and he addressed them face to face and they addressed him face to face two to three feet apart. I guarantee you he knew he was going to get torn apart by the audience, right? But he went up there and he talked with them and he actually straight up, this is, this was a line that wasn't meant to be like a major thing, but it was a huge takeaway for me when I heard him say it and he's like, look, I don't remember the exact quotes, but like, this is probably one of the worst things that a politician can do, but I'm going to say it right now. Changing your mind or changing your position based on new facts. That's the worst thing a politician can do. And then he came out and said, he, you know, he, he, he did stupid things like say, look, I'm not going to say I'm not going to accept money from the NRA. He pretty much said he was going to keep Rubio. taking money. Yeah. But he came out and also said, look, I'm open to looking at increasing the age for guns. I'm okay with looking into restricting the size of magazines. I'm okay with, you know, doing certain things. He didn't, he's like, my only main position is I don't want to do a blanket ban. Right. But for me, I'm like, look, all right, this guy actually got up on stage knowing he was going to get torn apart. And he at least came saying he's willing to talk, have a discussion. And he made sensible comments about it. So I'm like, we, as much as I don't like Marco Rubio, I, I have respect that he came up to at least talk and engage because a lot of politicians, they don't want to engage. They don't want to get caught with a soundbite of them saying something that might be unpopular. They don't want to get caught saying, you know what? I actually agree with your position, even though you're on the other side, they don't want to get caught with that. So what they do is they just hide and they don't engage. They don't want to talk about it. And they're just like, Hopefully they'll forget in like a week or two. And this is the problem you see. You see, Senate leader hasn't said shit. House leader hasn't said shit. Trump is just saying whatever comes to mind based on whoever talked to him two minutes ago. You know, no one actually wants to do anything. So you know what? I'll give him props for actually going up there and talking. Because it's all politics. It, 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 they're, they're, more, they're more afraid of their job and their career yeah. than they are kids in schools. Yeah. And, but and him going you know up there what? could mean he doesn't get elected again. So that's why well, I was you know even what? more. Fuck Mark Rubio. Wait, well, he wants to talk about it. Fuck yeah, okay, his no, job. Hold on. You know no, what I mean? You, you know, what, is, what does he care? How much money has he gotten from the NRA? Why does he even, why, why does he need to be a politician anymore? If he goes up and then, so what? The money doesn't go the, to him. The money goes to the campaign. Yeah, but he, if you think that he's not seeing a fucking cent of that, you're fucking high as hell. Holy shit, they, are you they, kidding me? Did you just say those how, words? That's not how the political contribution system works here, dude. They don't see a large portion of it. <laughs> Yeah, you guys can you guys can do your whole I'm shocked thing, but that's not how politics entirely works here. Yeah, we know how politics work in America. They don't work. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. All his all his fancy jets and all of his uh, his <laughs> fancy everything is coming from dirty blood money. That's where it's coming from. If his Here's Marco's two outs here. He either doesn't get reelected and boohoo Rubio because you know he's going to continue to get paid for some side gig somewhere, show up, do whatever, make $100,000, $200,000 a year. There are politicians that make more money in retirement than they do in the actual fucking position. So this is two jobs, or two, two outcomes here. It's either that or... 
he gets praised as as being uh as doing for just doing his godforsaken job in the first place, which is kind of like Jordan Peterson getting praised for actually thinking before he speaks, like everyone should fucking do in the first place, and then being a martyr on the for the GOP. Whoopty fuck! Congratulations, yeah, Marco but, Rubio. Yeah, when you got ninety nine other people who don't weren't sorry, however many Republican senators who don't even want to engage, I'll take a Marco Rubio over any one of those other schmucks. Okay, let that you know if we can get more who will actually get up and engage, we're much better off. Okay, I'll be more impressed when I see him actually do what he said he would do on the stage. How about that? So when he says, I will, if he puts field, his money where his mouth I will is, we'll field go with that. the ideas, et cetera, et cetera. I will take them it's into gotten, consideration. It's gotten so bad that, you know, I, I, I'm commending a guy for getting up on stage for doing his fucking job. Exactly. All right. That's how bad it's gotten that all the other folks aren't doing their fucking jobs. So here's. Oh, I just, it is, this is such a, a crazy, a crazy, crazy topic, um, for any number of reasons. Well, it's just a, it's a charge thing because it doesn't matter. The, 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 the reason why I don't even really like talking about it is because I feel like, uh, I can be, I can be wrong on things, (laughs) you know, I can be, all of us can be wrong on things. Humans do that a lot. I can be wrong on things, but I truly believe that I'm not wrong on the problem about guns. Oh, I don't disagree with you. And, 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 but there are so many people that do like millions and millions of people. Like I can't even do a tweet out expressing my hatred. Oh, we're getting hate in the chat right now. Oh, fuck them. All right. Yeah. I, if anybody, I don't really, you know, it's to the point where the other day on my stream, some fucking right wing nutbag was going on. I don't even know how it even came. I wouldn't even, wasn't even talking about the shit. Somebody mentioned it in chat and some fucking asshole came in and said the, the line that I want to strangle people with is that is the, the guns don't kill. No, someone said that in chat a couple of minutes ago. I want to ring his neck. There was there. Yes. They, they talked about. You know, it's not the guns that kill people. It's the people that kill people. Look at how many accidents. Should we ban cars? Look at how much uh, um, alcohol kills people. Should we should we ban the alcohol? When I hear shit like that, it I, I, j- I literally just said, get just leave. Like I do. Like I, I just it, Jeff, there's something Jeff, about gonna, it. I'm going to blow your mind here. You ready for this? I need you. I need you. To. Can I get you real quick? Just stand up and then sit down again. I want to make sure that you're firmly firmly planted before I blow your mind. All right, that's good. That's good. You ready for this? Oxygen kills more people every day than anything else will ever kill anyone else in the history of ever. Did you guys, Let's ban uh, some oxygen. Did you guys see the new Chris Rock uh, Netflix thing? I did, yeah. His analogy is like, look, if, th- if someone storms into a place and you know kills 30 people with a gun... That's a goddamn tragedy, right? We should, you know, maybe do something about it. But you know, banning guns apparently is impossible. But if someone goes in and kills thirty people with a knife, guess what? Two people die in tragedy. The other twenty-eight people probably deserve to get stabbed. 
And the mm-hmm. way he explained that, I'm like, yeah, because, you know, you should see, oh, he stabbed the third guy, fourth guy, fifth it's guy. The, oh, it's, it's, it's that, okay, so, I mean, the, the car thing is, is the, the, the analogs that people are coming up with yeah. are, are, quite, are quite silly. Yes, not, if I wanted like, to, if somebody was sitting in front of me right now and said, Adam, people can weaponize vehicles. They can just run over an old lady course. in the street. Of course, I could take this microphone off the stand and beat you senseless about the head until you're bloodied and dead. So, Absolutely. I'm not saying that people won't be able to weaponize anything. I can weaponize dental floss if I tried fucking hard enough. You want to know? The thing you is, know what I like about when people use that argument, though, Adam? What? When they say we should we should regulate cars, I'm like, motherfucker, we regulate cars. Well, you yes, gotta of go. You got to go get like a permit. You got to get a waiting period. You got to go take a test. You got to get your eyes checked. You got to register that shit. Yeah. Then why and don't you, you do? Then why yeah. don't you do that with guns? I know. I'm like, I would love to regulate Holy guns sh- like we can, regulate cars. Can you guns imagine the amount of deaths and vehicles Here's, before there was any seatbelts or yeah. uh, or laws like, against texting and driving or light, talking? We got headlight requirements, seatbelts, oh, airbags. Can you imagine? No one wants to take shit. your shit. It's okay. We don't want to take your precious little I'm handgun down for that, that solution. That, that is going to like, you know, uh, save you from an invasion. Just can we can we slap on some hurdles? Cars like, are not, okay. okay. Not just an age. Can we Here, slap on a bunch of hurdles? But cars, so that sane people cars can do sane things to get their weapons. Car, car, Jeffrey, cars aren't a constitutional right. Yeah, fuck your constitutional right, man. Here's the thing. Amendments are are there for a reason. Amendments happen because they need to be changed. I don't want to shock you, but sometimes more amendments need to be happened. Just the last, the ones that just so happened to happen last aren't like cemented for the rest of fucking time. They don't have to be there indefinitely. Otherwise, the amendments would have never happened at all. They would have just been the original, the original (laughs) words written down on paper. It would have never gone anywhere because amendments would be unconstitutional. They ban alcohol and then later they're like, you know what? You know, our bad. (laughs) Our bad. Bring it back. That makes us feel good. Let's, you know, let's bring up, let's bring the booze back. It's but like, it's, uh, it's, our but bad. You know, okay, cars aren't created with the specificity, the, the specific yeah. reason to kill people. McDonald's doesn't go out with the, with the, the soul, well, it's debatable, but it doesn't go out to give people diabetes and kill them. You know, uh, this microphone, even though it weighs five pounds and I could bludgeon you to death with it, is not made specifically to kill people. Guns aren't created to hang on a wall and show people, look how cool this is. Isn't this an artistic piece? It speaks about the societal north. It doesn't exist for that. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist to take you from point A to point B. It doesn't exist to to do anything else. But kill things, not the just people, thing, yeah. other things. They don't exist. Be- they, guns weren't invented that so that you could go me. to a shooting range and show how cool you could shoot your uh, a target downrange. They're the thing- made to kill things, Hold on, specifically. Let me, let me get this in. The thing that baffles me the most is the way the amendment's actually written is the guns are meant for a well-regulated militia. Now... In this day and age... Yes, but what's the definition of on, militia on, now, on, panic? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's my thing. <laughs> so... In the whole context, you it's like for a well-regulation. I'm like, well, we don't really have militias or anything. So what's the definition there? And I'm like, apparently everyone thinks the same definition is, oh, anyone can have guns just because, you know, we don't have militias nowadays. It's what if the government takes on, over on, panic? On, yeah, well, I'm not, we have to go to war. Like, what about, it's like, it's an outmoded, it's an outmoded concept. So we don't need to have, you know, so, you know, anyone should be all against. I'm like, um, 
okay or you know you can work out what a well-regulated militia is like be a part of like a specific shooting club where you have some training requirements or hey go and pass like a uh if you want to be a well-regulated regulated militia you can be a registered citizen who you know has passed a test and done that that still should count as well-regulated i don't know so like why is it that the one saying oh anyone can own guns is the definition that wins as opposed to how it's actually written well yeah yes it's just crazy. It's just so crazy. It's just so crazy to me. The stuff that why the, is that everyone thinking used. that's the definition Not, when and, it could and, be the and, other way? And again, part of the problem is that the moment that this this stuff starts coming up, because people do suggest taking away all the guns, it's obviously not the pro- the, the solution. Oh, yeah, yeah. And not only is it not the solution, it would almost be categorically impossible because guns outnumber people in the fucking United States of America. It would be the most expensive and time-consuming undertaking in the history of the country to try and take away every single weapon off the street. It I would, think it would be. I think that would be best case scenario, to be honest. Well, yeah, well, (laughs) sure. Like it, but that'd be best case. Spend as much money as possible to save as many lives as possible and make it hella illegal to even own a gun. But to to be, but to be in the middle somewhere to try and make some of this make more sense, right? Of course, course. I agree with that. In the grand scheme of things, um, you know, we don't need thirty round magazines in single fire weapons. We don't, we don't need that for self-defense. If you're in a self-defense situation, if that's going to be the, main, the primary argument here is that good guys with good guns make good things happen, then, then you still, like, in a situation like that, you don't need 30 freaking rounds. If that's the case, if you, if you need that because you, you might need to go to combat, what's combat load? Seven magazines? 30 rounds a piece. We're going to start strapping like fucking Rambo. Going to go to church and the, and the priest is going to be fucking like belt loops full of friggin' like guns and uh, like guns and ammunition just in case somebody decides to come up and shoot up the, the congregation while they're, while they're preaching. Like, uh, I, we don't need that. And all it does is it opens up more opportunities for these things to, to uh, occur when those guns are available. It doesn't mean that the people that are buying the guns are going to necessarily do it, but the more guns that are available, it, it, it just, it, it stands to reason that if there is more of something, that it increases the chances of somebody getting their hands on it, whether it's legal or illegal. It doesn't matter the means. If there's more of it, then it's easier to get a hold of. That's just kind of how it works. And there have been people that have said, well, you know, stricter gun laws or whatever in one state. Well, the problem is not all states conform to it. So you could just go a state over most of the time. You, you do a hop, skip, and a jump over to the neighboring state where it's not such a pain in the ass. You come on back and the and the and you're off to the fucking races. Uh, it's it's a super complex issue. I don't think I don't think that it's reasonable to to uh, to take away every every weapon. There's like 375 some 360 million weapons in the states. It's absolutely insane. It's probably more than that. That's the ones that they know about or have counted. So you can imagine all the shit that isn't that's off the record would yeah. be just astronomical. <laughs> So uh, I think the I think a a sane goal here, in my estimation, is that yeah, there's probably a mental health issue. There's uh, there's a family unit issue where both parents are finding themselves having to work in order to sustain any sort of level of uh, of living now. And what happens with that with that is you end up with kids that don't have solid parental guidance. And then when, uh, when that doesn't happen, they fill that void with other shit. And a lot of the times it isn't all that great. 
Uh, and we're now two. We're, we're going to be going into our second generation or third generation of that family unit mechanic, and it gets worse as time goes on because you're going to have broken kid having kids who now also has kids, and then you're going to be. It's going to be all sorts of. Isn't of it funny up. though? I I find it I find it funny, and once again, just because I sway more to the left than I do the right. Once again, I, I'm not the type of person that's like, oh, since I think this way, I automatically hate the other side. Yeah, yeah. I'm not one of those people. But I do find it very, very funny that the vast majority of left wing people that I that I've talked to about this now, not with everything, you know, abortion and things like those are different topics, talking with guns is we we kind of agree with the right side that when the right side says it's a mental health issue, we agree. We're like, yes. There is a mental health issue, but there's also a gun issue, right? It goes hand in hand, right? If this, if the sick can get their hands on weapons very easily, that's a problem. It's funny how we can admit that we're agreeing. Yes, mental health is a problem. Absolutely. We need, we need to work on that, but we also need to work on the guns. The right side is just saying no. It's just mental health because, you know, whether they're and chances are the people that are saying that are 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 sensible people that are responsible gun owners that are like, listen, dude, my shit's locked up. My shit is, you know, I I only have it for for hunting, for sporting and, you know, and protecting my family. I I went, did the proper paperwork. Uh, You never hear any. I'm 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 a hardworking male or female. You know, I'm a I'm a taxpaying citizen. And even though I'm I'm a right wing person, I'm I'm a good person, and absolutely, and we get that. But they just don't want to admit, in almost any way, shape, or form, that their weapon, that the that the guns, are a problem, and that's the problem. I feel like the left side on this specific topic are the ones that are bending. We're, we've realized well, there that are, there we're are not getting many rid of people it. On the, to be in, fair, in fairness, there are loads of people on the left as well that don't want to admit that guns aren't 100% of the issue. Like, there are people that on, the, on the left, like with the of right, course. Yep. That, that just... I that, don't hear that often. I don't uh, hear that often. I hear it a fair amount. In fact, I think the main narrative of the left right now is less about mental health and more about just getting rid of guns in general. Well, I can imagine... Because even though they keep bringing up mental health issues, the right side always, and even if the left side, nothing gets done about it. Well, sure. So it gets to the point where want, you're like, okay, then all or get rid of the fucking AR-15s. Do something with the guns. I think it's more of anger than anything. It's more of, 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 of just they're fed up. But I still hear it a lot from the left that are saying that it is a mental health issue and a gun issue. I hear it all the time. But you're right. It does work both ways, but it's not like the vast majority of them can't admit this. Obviously, there's a mental health issue. No sane person goes into a school and kills as many people as they can before they're taken out. Duh! Who fucking... Has there, is there anybody, anybody that is sane? Do they go on these type of killing sprees? I mean, it's common sense. So it's a it's uh, to, the guy finish, is crazy. To, to finish my 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 thought my thoughts on on the, this thing, right? So, like I've said, I don't. I think that personally, 
the most anyone needs to be able to own. And I'm perfectly comfortable because we have it here in Canada as well. It's not like it can't happen. You can have a sidearm for sure. You get yourself a, a, a pistol, anyone you want. You want to use Rifle. the 45 special and feel like super all-American hero? Then you you do that. You want yourself a nine mil? Magnum. You do you do it. You want the forty four. You want a forty four. You want that? You go for a forty four. You whatever. You want a hunting rifle and a shotgun. Absolutely. You go go nuts because you're going to be using it for sport. Mm -hmm. If it's a hunting rifle or a shotgun, shotgun for sport and for home protection. Pistol for home protection and carrying in, in where you're allowed to have it. Sure, abs- absolutely. Do all of those have the ability to do terrible damage to uh, a number of people? Yes, but you're going to be able to do a lot less damage with those in terms of number of people affected than you would with like an AR-15, which has got a 30 round magazine, and you can you just you just go ham with it, and and that's without a bump stock. Bump stock, no bump stock, doesn't matter. 30 round capacity on a on a rifle that's incredibly accurate up to what 300 yards. I mean that's. Uh, you're still gonna do. You're still gonna do everything you needed to do. You're, you're gonna do a lot, a lot with that, right? It's not I mean, as exciting. And, and here's it's the, not and, as and, exciting. And, and not to get off my own point or anything, but but the NRA and 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 just I don't know if it's the NRA that did this or whatever, but the AR-15 is not classified as an assault rifle because it's a single fire, right? Despite the fact that it is modeled to look exactly like the M16, uh, and 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 looks like, feels like, shoots like. In just about every capacity, but it's not—it's not listed as an assault rifle just because it's a single fire. Same magazine capacity, uh, and people, you know, are, are playing it off like you just use this shit to hunt deer. I don't know why you would ever hunt deer or defend yourself from a bear with an AR-15. Just so many more. It's just silly. But regardless, you don't need high capacity magazines There's in your guns for the so purposes that people steps you can take to address this yeah that the, that the people don't need you don't need it for 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 the applications right. that most are saying yeah, and, that's, well, that's, and that's fair, and that's right. fair. I say, i'm gonna yeah. for the purposes of, of this i'm gonna say right now that when it comes to the second amendment i don't give a fuck period we don't have it here but yet we still have guns so it, it you know second amendment is fucking whatever i don't really fucking care about the second amendment if you want to hold on to it and masturbate to it at night, that's cool. I don't really you care. Don't have to, if you want to abide by the Second Amendment, don't then don't ban the shit. Just say, look, if you get a magazine over eight rounds, register it or some shit like that. It's whatever. So, so again, not to get off my point. So, so I just want, I'm, I'm personally, I'm just saying this personally, I'm comfortable with pistols, rifles, shotguns. Okay, I agree. As far as the guns go, everything else, fuck it. Get it off the streets. Spend every dollar you can to get rid of it. Don't care how it's done. the The second part is mental health. Now, the thing about mental health is that it is an incredibly complex topic because people have mental health issues for a myriad reasons. It, it, it's not just one reason. It's not just they're born sick. It's not just that they have a snapping moment at school because they were bullied. It's not just you know that they uh, that they had a, another traumatic moment in life up. there there's there's there a myriad reasons as to why somebody might have um a, a psychotic break or <laughs> or be pushed in this direction it, 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 there's even genetic predisposition to these things mm-hmm. so you can't just say mental health and then go fuck out you know just whatever now you have to talk about well what are the root causes of these mental health uh, mental health issues uh and you could start with 
classifying the cases that we know about for the people that have done these acts in, in, in general. Not just school shootings, but shootings in general. A guy in Vegas, whatever. You know, you profile them as best as you can. Connect the dots. You know, what are, what are, what are the commonalities we find there? And then attach that to the mental health issue and, and start there and say, okay, we, we need to get to the root causes of some of these things. And, and in some cases, and the stuff moving forward, especially with these young shooters, the younger side uh, of the spectrum, um, I would hazard a guess... And I think that it's a thing in general, and it's not just in America, it happens here in Canada too, uh, and in other places, is, is that the family unit is broken right now, in general. Not, not period. There are obviously many family units that, that, regardless of circumstance, manage to make it all work. Keep it together, and keep everyone in line. But in general, because of the economic climate, and, and, and the necessity in general, again, uh, for many people, many families to have to have both parents working, not everyone has the ability to hand their children off to their mom and dad or somebody else that might be suitable, uh, in, in that process. Uh, you get, you get, you, you get kids that don't get attention from their own parents and whether or not the people that take care of them and raise them more than their parents do are more suitable than their parents, because maybe the people that get them are, are technically more suited, but at the end of the day, the kids want, want to get that from their own parents. They, don't, you know, they, they might appreciate later in life when grandma raises them or whatever, but for a long time, kids will get beat up about the fact that they are not getting attention from their actual parents. And that tends to create a lot of issues. And, you, and, and anyone that's ever gone through a public school system is going to know shitloads of kids that had that exact problem. And that's only going to get, that's only seeming to me, anyway, to get worse as time goes on. When, when you know, when I was in school watching the kids that were coming up uh, below me, then the economic crisis happened. Then I, I had kids at the summer camps who were like, you know, six years old and watching the young parents there and knowing what those parents were doing, especially where Jeff and I grew up and it's a lower income uh, area of the city and seeing what, how that affected those kids versus the kids who had, you know, uh, more well-to-do parents that were able to, to take care of their kids or stay, have a stay-at-home mom uh, or whatever. The difference was staggering. So I think that's also part of the problem with some of the younger shooters, and that would also dump into mental health issues, is that these, these kids don't have um, strong parental figures. But then the problem also becomes, at some point, the longer this goes on, the, the kids that are now where they are, they're going to have children at some point. But they're already half-busted up. Hopefully they from, don't. From, you know, but, but yeah, but, but not everyone. I mean, it's going to happen, right? It just, it's just going to happen. And then, then you have them trying to raise kids without their own strong foundation to begin with. And it gets worse. But you can't, so it's almost like, and this is another part of the problem in my mind, when I think of, of the other side of the board who are saying, we need to put guns in teachers' hands. Or we need to put guns in the hands of literally the janitor, anyone that can carry a weapon, give it to them. Right. The problem is, is that currently in the current environment, you almost require it. There is some irony here at play in that in that in that you almost need it for protection, because in the period of time in which a solution is enacted and put in place and it's not going to happen in a year, it's not going to happen in two. It's going to be like 20, which is a lot more than one click of the fingers. You're going to have a period of time where you have to live through this hyper-violent environment. And it ends up 
ironically necessitating in some cases, or it seems to necessitate more, weapons put in the hands of people that can, that can seemingly reduce the odds of these things happening or going further than, than they do. And so there's, there's this weird closed loop in the mental health side, in the gun side, uh, and in the culture side, because, because all of this plays into the culture side of things. And I think that's the biggest gap between America and other places in the world is the cultural difference playing such a big role uh, when no, it comes massive. to the, to the, to I the think guns. That's the main, I think that's the main course. And, I and think that's the main the, that's the hard, thing. The problem is that's the it's hardest thing to change, yeah. and it takes the longest period of time. Think well, about, you almost, ra- think about you racism. Almost, Right? Yeah, you, you almost We're can't still... change it. You almost can't change. You have to wait until that 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 generation dies out. You, it's like you have but, to. But you can't even do that because there are young there are young uh, white nationalists being brought up in the in the states right now. So it's not just a question of wait until the baby boomers die and all of a sudden we inherit the world and fix all the fucking problems and and you know uh, fucking Elon Musk save us all. Uh, you know it's it, we we can't just do that. It's it's there are incremental changes that take decades. To, to approach yep. any kind of success. And that's what's yep. going to have to happen here. The problem is, in order for that to happen, you need to actually put one fucking foot in front of the other, and you're going to make mistakes in that case, but you can't even make the mistakes to work towards a solution if you never take the first step to begin with. And why don't that's they the just problem. do both? Why don't they do both? Like, why don't they go, you know what, we're fighting on both sides here. Why don't we, why don't we tackle regulating guns and mental health? Why don't well, we do them both? Because the problem is, is that nobody wants to from from when it's our team versus your team, right? Is that nobody wants to admit fault? People hate being but wrong. People are dying, like yeah. like children that should tell are you dying in uh, schools, and that, people are dying in churches. That should and tell in you a couple theaters. things. That should tell you a couple it's, things. When, when, it, it should when? tell you. It should tell you a couple things. One, it should tell you the level of desensitization that's that's occurred at a at a cultural level, and two, it should tell you how how good people have become at separating themselves from tragedy as long as it reinforces what they think is right. So, people, what happens when it's their child? You know, what happens if it's a politician and their kid gets mowed down? Well, they're probably not in public schools. No, but you know what I'm saying. Well, it's the so same as it's the what same as then. Do it's they the same change as the their mind men, then? It's the same as old men sending young men to war, right? And it's the same as like Trump just dodging the fucking draft as many times as possible. Captain Bonespur McGee the over there. Bonespur. Uh, you, you know, it's the same thing. But yet they're they're the ones in charge of 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 uh, you know sending these people out. It's it, it's it's separation. It's degrees of separation from the problem, and it's degrees of separation from from the. The issues that arise, you know, that arise out of the uh, out of those uh, things, and and they can they can put their head down at night. And some people don't underestimate the ability of people to turn a blind eye as long as they are uh, personally comfortable. It's crazy uh, what people can put uh, up with. I mean, that's oh, what the whole premise uh, of the Hunger Games is, dude. That's the entire premise of the Hunger Games. It's yeah, the but entire this is real life, dude. Like yes, somebody, but it's based it's, on. But Hunger Games is based in reality. It's based on the mentality that exists in, in cultural and media and how people watch this shit and, and can take it. And, and there's, deriv- there's derived some sense of, of entertainment and what, the, you know, the, the, what humans are capable of doing as long as they're separated from the problem. And that's, that's pretty much what that entire thing is, is about. And, and so, yeah, it is, it's fiction, but, but uh, fiction is stranger than, you know reality <laughs> or, or sorry, sorry reverse that reverse, reality is stranger right. than, than fiction. fiction 
That's scary stuff, man. I yeah. mean, you know, I, 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 I knew, I knew things, things were fucked when, when the, you know, the first graders were mowed down. Um, nothing happened. And nothing happened at that, at when, you know, when that, when that shit went down, you know, if there was ever a time that it, that it was, things were going to change, it would have, in my eyes, would have happened then. So you the fact the that this happened at a high school, shit? you know, it's, uh, it's just so sad, man. People it's, are so in denial that they're like actually saying these are like fake things too. Like for this one, there's conspiracy theories. Yeah, those people, those people yeah. are fucking, those they people are flat earthers. Like, they, need, they need, they need to just, I'm not even going to say it. Those guys are just complete. And I, do, and I want to clarify talks. again. I don't. Uh, when I say get rid of the error fifteen, I mean any a high capacity. I don't care what it is. You don't need more than a fifteen round magazine and like a, a handgun, and even that's excessive. But you, you certainly don't for need. For you certainly don't need thirty round five five six in a in a in a in a rifle. You just you just you just don't. I, I, Full stop. I, I I can't imagine like it's not you're not using it for protection. You're not walking around with a fucking like uh, you know shoulder strap with your AR-15 on your back. You're walking around in 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 yes, but Adam, fucking blood diamond drenched Africa. Like, but what, Adam, you don't need a 350 horsepower car. All right, no, you don't. Do you know how much you, you don't need it. So so why is it okay that somebody gets to gets to get a really fast car that can do more damage and hurt yourself <laughs> or others? But the criminals when will all have you it. Need it. All you need is a Honda. You don't even need the SI. Uh, or a Prius. That's a dumb way of thinking. Some people just want it. They just they just want to have it. Yeah, some people want to do terrible things to others, and we have you know we 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 generally tend to try and, and work around that one. Lots of people want lots of stuff. I think that's part of the problem, actually, and, and take no offense to this as much as you can, but America America, I think, next to perhaps uh, the Emirates right now, the UAE might have the most issue with, with I want, not I need, but I want and consumption of any kind. Um, because it's part of the American dream also is to have anything and everything you've ever wanted and do it on the, on your own, your own, you know, back, right? It's the pull up your bootstraps and go out there and become a billionaire outlook mm-hmm. and and get anything get the yacht and get the bitches. you know get the yacht grab get the hookers the bang rails just grab them straight by the pussy bang rails off hooker ass cracks and just fucking <laughs> give her a time right like that that's it's part of the yes it's an exaggerated uh, form but yeah. it's not but it, that's what people that's what fucking people think you know yeah some people are out there going i just want to get a decent job and have a have an above average life and not have a mortgage and and whatever but there are a lot of people I totally hear, like, think of America, an American dream, American dream, and fucking just take that shit out and, and, and run wild with it. And so when you try and take anything away, especially something like guns, it's like, oh, now hold up now. What do you mean take away? Not my guns. Not only my guns. Give, only give, no take. Mm. Only give, no again, take. But once again, I get it, right? And I, and I know, and, and I'll leave it at this, I, I know that myself and Adam because we're Canadian panic is American. So he has a different, obviously he's just raised differently. Uh, just culturally. It's just different. We got to respect that. I'm also Brown. You're also Brown. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, I, for me, it's, it's more of anger. Like I'm just, I'm just angry that it's happening and I'm angry that nothing has been done. And it's hard, and I know, like, and trust me, guys, uh, if if there's American, I love me America. 
You know, uh, some of my best friends. Don't do uh, it, Jeff. Don't say it. You already are, fucked up. You said that some of my best friends are black line. You fucked well, it. Just I suppose. But the the truth of it is, I love I love visiting America. Um, some of my favorite places I've ever been. You have a been differing opinion. It's okay, Jeff. I you do. have an American friend, right? I, Jeff? I have an American friend. At least one. The, the the reality of it is, and I respect the cultural differences, but you got to understand, and I can't even imagine what it's like on an American Facebook, you know, like uh, say, say I'm a 31-year-old American, right? Uh, whether I'm left or right, or I'm just, you know, in the middle or whatever. When, when shit like this happens, I can't imagine what my personal feed would be like, assuming I had, you know, friends and, you know, family and everything. It's probably a gong show, right? It's probably like what we hear on the late night shows where they're, you know, you're at, you're at the Christmas dinner and uncle is fucking shooting his mouth about Trump. The other guy is saying, fuck you. This is the problem. And, and like families are like legitimately battling it out and friends and all this other stuff. As a Canadian on my Facebook we are actually, and the vast majority of us, are dumbfounded. We are sad. We are angry. And not even just pointing fingers at, oh, it's Trump's fault. Oh, it's this person. We just almost can't comprehend how this is such a problem. And it's and it's mainly because... It's not we, just Canadians. Well, the, the whole world. I mean, the whole world looks. No, no, uh, I'm not I'm even. Speaking, not, no, it's a lot of Americans too. Yes, of exactly. Course, yeah, yeah, of, yeah, course, of course, of course. I of sound course. disengaged, but like Adam was saying, I'm just fucking tired because I I see this, sh- and you guys see it too. We see this shit every day because you get our news more than you get your own news. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, it's 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 just what what shit got fucked up today it, it's, is it's, my morning when I read the news. <laughs> it's just uh, we we just. We're just in awe. We 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 just can't. We couldn't imagine. I try and like visualize me living in that country and and having kids and and living like I just don't know how Look, I could do it. I wouldn't. And I wouldn't personally different. move to the states years ago. Now it's even worse, and there is no way I would send my kids to a public school in the states. Period. Just like you're playing roulette for God's sake. Uh, well, that that's 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 alarmist. Um, and uh, I, I'm fuck like, you! It's alarmist. Are you serious? You. Don't don't say fuck you. I'm gonna say fuck you. That's alarmist bullshit. All right. There are a lot of really? school shootings. That's fine, but it's not fucking roulette to send your kids to school here. All right. Really? Slow really? Your, yeah. Slow your goddamn roll. So it, it, statistically, yeah, it happens, but it gets reported a lot more in the news. All right. We don't need alarmist bullshit saying you should be scared to go to fucking school in the States. All right. I'm not saying anyone else should be. You I'm saying personally. You literally just said it. I said, you literally I, just said I it. I said me, not anyone else. Yeah, but you say it's fucking roulette. Don't say shit like that. That's alarmist and messed up, dude. Well, I can say because it's my opinion. Well, there's been two mass <laughs> shootings in schools, public schools. And we have hundreds and hundreds so or thousands so of we. schools. So do in we. In this country. So right. do we. So add, yeah. add up, and, and add add up are, literally every other school in the in the in in every other developed nation that's a, that's a that's part of any conglomerate that you want of, and combine we don't them even all. Think, we don't even think that way. We don't even we don't wake up in the morning and go. Is my kid going to be killed put at them, school put today? Put them, put it doesn't even all, exist. Put them I, all I together. I get that, but it's not the same way here. It's, we don't have that mentality here. 
We don't like not everyone thinks, oh, I'm going to get fucking shot when I go to school. Today. The kids are there. I bet you no, they are now. You say that to the fucking kids at the high school that just got shot up. They're going to think that every yeah, day they are because that shit sucks. And their kids. Do you think they're that anyone that the life? other kids in the country watching all this shit happen and hear their t- parents talk about it aren't thinking the same thing at their school? Yeah, because it just fucking happened. And, and hopefully they do something about it. Does not happen once a week. Yeah, it's happened a lot. But it's not it's still fucking alarmist to say, oh yeah, it's fucking roulette to send your kids to school. What that happened, is, in, the, in 2017, what was the what was guns going off? I don't care about shooting or whatever. If a gun went off in my school, I'd be shitting myself. I don't care if somebody died or not. <laughs> what is what is the statistic for that in 2017? Yeah, just because uh, someone in chat just said, just because you're fucking afraid of something doesn't mean you have to be alarmed about it. Like in fact, that is exactly what humans do because it keeps you the fuck alive. I don't know what the hell the kind of a, a line of logic that is, but if you're up against a bear, I'm scared of it, but I shouldn't be alarmed that it's coming fucking running at me. The fuck kind of logic is that shit? What the fuck is that? That's exactly the entire purpose of being alarmed. Like, I'm out in the woods, I put my food in a fucking bag, and I haul it up a tree because I know it might not happen, but if there's food there, a bear might come along, and if the food's there, then he's gonna probably fucking come after me. Like, what the fuck kind of logic is that? Yeah, I'll be alarmed. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, a school shooting happened, now you're saying, oh, I'm gonna pull my kid out of school. That's exactly what you said a couple I, minutes ago. If actually, I that's not States, actually, I, I, yeah. actually, that's I'm gonna not, go that, so, that's not actually, actually gonna all gonna what I said. I'm going to go that far. <laughs> if I had a kid in public school and I had the means to, to put my child at a public school and put it into a private school or homeschool my child, I would I would be very, very I'd be considering that option until something changed in my country. I know that's the way I'd be thinking, but that's me. I can't say that amongst everybody else. I, I know I'd, I know I'd feel that way. That is I wouldn't feel safe. Don't put words in my mouth. That's twice you now you put you words in my mouth. You literally said. Don't say literally. Two minutes ago. If I didn't two literally ago, say it, because it's on said, film, it's sending, on, yeah, on We can on go audio. back. We'll go back and pull the freaking. We need. We clip. need the. We need the fucking. We need the fucking golf. Go back instant replay right I'd now. I'd be worried so about sending my to kids to school because freaking playing roulette. Yes, that That's is not the, the same as saying that other people shouldn't be doing it. You. That's. Which yeah, is what you just you said. You just alarmist. said that uh, that people should not be sending their kids to school because they, a shooting happened. That's not the same thing as me saying I wouldn't send my kids to school because in that it's environment. Playing fucking roulette. Yes, but it you're is saying, playing roulette. It, but that's my opinion. But then you said two different fucking two different uh, things. Let's move on because otherwise I'm going to get pissed off. Let's talk about something else. Move it on. What do you know? Oh, you don't get to fucking brush it now that you're a little upset about it. Jesus no, Christ! I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. Jesus. The, my opinion is, is that even if it was here in Canada, I don't care where the fuck it is. If, if, if here it was happening that frequently, I might be awfully concerned about sending my kids to school. The moment that my kids have to start learning about shooting, like doing shooter drills, where we have to decide which kids are going to be fucking holding the door or closing the door, who's going to be closest to the shooter when the time comes, which kids are strong enough to move the desk with the teacher to get it in front of the fucking doorway before you join the rest of your classmates to line up against the wall. The moment that that becomes a thing, yes, I am as a parent, I'm going to be a little concerned for a couple of reasons. One, how the hell has the country I'm living in gotten to that fucking point? We need to do something about that. And two, do I want to... I could just... I'm smart enough. I'll fucking homeschool my kids. I'll send them out and play with their friends and shit afterwards. But yeah, does that make me alarmist? I don't think that makes me alarmist. I think that just makes me... 
a good parent a, a parent that's concerned for their kids is it extreme perhaps to some people but for me personally if it was happening at the rate that it's happening in the states and again i urge you add up every statistic you can fucking get your hand on i don't care which stats you pull them from pull them from goddamn kazakhstan i don't really fucking care because you can add them all up and the states are still going to be at the top across the board and we're talking about a country that in no way shape or form should have that issue you can't even fund the teachers right now that you can't they're they're spending their own money to bring paper and pencils and fucking erasers in but now the thought is maybe we should put guns in their hands we can spend money to put guns in teachers hands but we can't spend the money to actually fucking give the classroom the supplies that it needs or give enough teachers the fucking space Mm. so that we can have more than Mm. or less I should say than 40 kids per teacher so that they can spend time individually and maybe reduce the odds of some of these fucking mental Mm. instability things happening but Mm. yes I'd be fucking concerned about it I'm concerned about it now I went to school in a fucking low income place somebody some pregnant bitch I shouldn't say bitch that's a fucking my my 15 year old self coming out apparently but some pregnant lady got stabbed On the street over. Jeff would remember this shit. She got stabbed and killed a street over. Stabbed in the stomach. Stabbed in the neck. Get rid of... That shit fucking freaked me out as a kid. Did I want to go to school? Not a chance in hell. If that shit happened with an AR-15, I would be... I would... So quick. I'd either be the dumbest person on the planet for not going to school because... I'd be gone for at least a year trying to fucking process that shit. Some of these kids watch their their friends get killed. Fuck me! I'm a grown-ass man! If I saw Jeff get fucking shot in the head and killed, I'd be holed up in my fucking room for at least two years! This is an alarmist? That's a sane... That is alarmist! That's a sane response! If you, you're telling me panic, if you watched one of your best friends get fucking shot and killed in front of you, that, that wouldn't fucking make you terrified to do shit for an extended period of time? If you tell me no, I either you're, think you're, you're up applying, in the head... You're applying psychology of something traumatic that happens close by and in immediate proximity yes. to a country as a whole. Yes. Because it's That's not just localized. Alarmist. But it's not just localized. It's not like it does it. It's like, oh, well, shit, Delaware. It happens a little less there. Fuck it. Let's pack our bags and go to Delaware. You know, like, Sir, why don't you go and pack your bags and go somewhere isolated and just go live in the woods? Well, that's, right? what, that's, that's, that's what... Uh, that's what some guys are doing. What was it? What's his face? Go packed up and move to Saskatchewan. Brock Lesnar. I think he's got the right fucking idea. We got people. We got people complaining about gender pronouns and other people blowing the <laughs> fucking other people with guns. I think maybe he might have the right idea. Go become a farmer and just fucking live out in the middle of nowhere and go back to eighteen fucking hundred whatever. And yeah, I'll own a shotgun because out there bears are a problem. Not in Florida. Florida, where I got a lot of bears to shoot. But uh, Saskatchewan and shit, we might have a couple problems. But it's not, I don't think, I do not think it's alarmist. But even then, again, I'm not saying, I'm not speaking for anyone else. I'm speaking for myself. And personally, with the rate in the last few years that this has been happening, would I be a concerned parent? Fuck me, yes. Absolutely. And would I be considering pulling my kids out? Or trying to move somewhere where it was happening less frequently, or or some shit. Yeah, I'd be, any anything that I can do to put myself and my kid at ease. If my kid came home, there was that story. I don't care if it's real or not, because the odds are it probably is. 
where a kid comes home and says to their mom, I need new shoes because I've got these dope light-up kicks, but I'm afraid that they're going to make me more visible if a shooter shows up at school. If my, if my fucking, that's like... A, that's a different under, scenario entirely. Under 10, yeah, but if an under... If your kid you comes to you and says... Yeah, that's a, that's a different scenario. If your kid comes to you and says, I have concerns, yes. you as a parent 100% should be addressing that. Yes. But you, there's, there, there's a difference, all right? If your kid comes and tells you that he has concerns, yeah, address that shit. How many kids do you honestly think in America right now, unless they're like five years old, and even then, how many kids do you think, even though it's right now, I know you want to say it's right now, I got news for your panic. If I wanted to be Miss Cleo, I could literally pull a random fucking date off a calendar right now, and I could be within three fucking days of one of these events happening. I could just do it. I don't want to, because then if it happened, I feel like I was like yeah, somehow fucking yeah, part that. of that shit. But but I could literally do that because you know why? Again, look at how frequently it's happening. It's crazy, dude. So kids are talking about it, and and people people make it look like kids are stupid. Kids are smarter than adults ninety percent of the time because they look at the situation for what it is and they don't get their own fucking shit caught up in it. Do they have a, a more narrow view of the world? Yeah, but that actually allows them to focus on shit more clearly than adults do. And people, th- people think that kids are just idiots. But in reality, they're not. And so if you think that kids aren't talking to each other at school and not talking to their parents about it at home, or if, then you don't remember what your childhood was like or some shit. I don't fucking know. But they're talking about it, and the odds of them not being scared of that shit, basically zero. Basically zero. So sometimes you have to think for your kids. So it's not just, oh, my kid came home and asked me to get a new pair of shoes because they're afraid of getting shot for having light up fucking kicks, which, by the way, are dope as fuck. And every kid always wanted light up fucking kicks. And I still kind of want light up kicks, but they don't come in my size. Absolute fire. If my kid came home, then yes, that not only does that expedite the fact that I want to fucking change that. It blows my mind that my kid that's like less than 10 years old is even mind the remotely concerned about living in a country like America and being scared that somebody's going to come shoot up the fucking school. And that's part of the problem. And that's the scare, probably possibly the worst part of it, because now you have an entire generation. There was one generation scared of getting bombed by a fucking like axis of evil, fucking George Bush shit. Uh, uh, from way back when it was an actual fucking axis of evil and the shit was going to come raining down and hide under your desk so that the nuclear bomb doesn't kill you, which of course is obviously going to fucking kill them, regardless if they're under a friggin' desk or not. We're going from that, an external threat, to now it's, now we need to have rules in place for when somebody loses a fucking bolt and comes in with a 30-round mag AR-15 and shoots up 50 fucking people and 17 of your friends, a couple teachers and shit, yeah, they're all dead. So we're going to run some drills for that. And then when you grow up and you, and you start voting on shit, and you're p- bringing people into government, you're not going to be voting necessarily on whether or not we're going to try and solve this problem. You're going to be voting about the fact that, oh, it's, uh, you know, we have, we have terrorists coming in from outside the country, uh, fucking our country up. It's not us. It's not, it's not us. It's, it's everything else. We need, we need, we're voting on whether or not we got immigration that we need to worry about or some other shit. That's the, that's, it's fucked up. So I don't think it's alarmist personally. It could be alarmist, but by somebody else's standards, I think, I think it's alarmist to put guns in teachers' hands, but that's their opinion and they're free to fucking have it. (laughs) It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Hey guys, you know what else was really shit this week? 
Reboot's reboot is even worse than everybody ever thought possible. Did you see the trailer for it, Jeb? I did. Did you did you ma- immediately hate yourself? It was bad. It was really bad. I, the thing is, though, it's not for me. It, the show isn't made for me, right? I, they, I I don't think they're going for any nostalgia play at all. It's not like a bunch of, you know, mid-20s, early 30-year-olds are going to be watching Reboot. A few people might watch an episode or two just to, just to see. But I would. I I think I oh, I'm gonna I actually st- I, I see I low key wanted it to be good because I wanted an excuse to watch more reboot. Well, I'm I'm gonna watch I'll watch an episode just to see what it's like. But I think it looks I think it looks cool for kids. Like I it looks like um a shittier version of the old reboot that we had. But I think even a shitty version of the old reboot will be good for kids that are into that sort of stuff. <laughs> but it looks bad. I mean, maybe. I mean, I know kids watch a lot of really questionably, I'm going to say questionably and put quotations around it just for extra emphasis, good television and shows these days. Uh, but I watched that and I'm thinking to myself, if I was, I'm trying, I was trying to put myself in young, in young Adam shoes. And if I watched that, you know, would that where have the looked fuck was Bob like, well, I mean, Bob, where was Bob? Where was, where was the entire concept of reboot? Because they kind of just scrapped it and just took the name and said, uh, it's close enough. And, and just Megabyte. like slapped on. And Meg- oh yeah, and Megabyte, who sounds like a pussy bitch now. Megabyte back in the day had that smooth, crazy voice. And now he just sounds like the most generic, like just awful. Speaking of generic, did you see when they did the evil guy re- uh, reveal? And he's literally a, a dude in a hoodie with the hood up in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Could you possibly get any? The Power Rangers it up way too much. <laughs> it's too bad. I looked at this. I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> it looks bad. Literally a dude in a hoodie. Like he was straight up just in this dark room with his keyboard. Just, I'm coming for you. And that dude was apparently like hacking the world. I think that's at one point somebody was actually saying before he starts World War Three or something. So you know it's real serious. These kids are taking on the real issues. But yeah, no. No reference to anything from the original show, really, except for Megabyte. Uh, I don't know how deep they're going to take the references, uh, but the writing looked terrible. The acting looked terrible. It's not really the same concept the of the show. The sets looked terrible. Yeah, the sets looked terrible. They Somebody had a comment where they were uh, saying, you know, trying to envision what the, uh, what the boardroom meeting for that pitch, you know, looked like. And one of the questions was, you know, what happened to, to uh, this being about, you know, the user being uh, like an unknown entity, but it was just assumed that it was a regular person. But to the people, you know, but to Bob and everyone else, it was like some like sort of a super powerful evil Universal thing. Epic. Yeah, that, that would come down and like do terrible damage. But, you know, as a viewer, that it's just some random person playing a game. But to everyone inside the inside the computer, it's like, oh, my God, we can't let the user win. You know, what about the depth and everything that exists there? Like toss all that shit out. Get some kids. Get them some suits and have them go fight a hooded dude in a warehouse. And that was like, yeah, reboot. The reboot. <laughs> Terrible. Absolutely fucking awful. I might, I might watch the first episode. I'll be interested if I can get through the entire thing. Wait, I uh, thought it was a movie. No, isn't it an, isn't it an actual series? Yeah, I think so. I'm uh, pretty sure it's a series. It's if a TV it's a series, show. that's even worse. Yeah, it's yeah. a series. Oh, God. Yeah. No. 
Uh, also, shout-outs to uh, whoever did the CGI for making it look uh, worse than the CGI from the 90s. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't that, say that. I wouldn't say that. I would say comparatively speaking, I'm not expecting it to be like, you know, Transformers or something because the budget is blown out. But if you're like reboot was the first ever, you know, rendered 3D television show. Right. Shout outs to the Canadian bros making that show happen, by the way. I feel like you uh, might be romanticizing or rose tinted glasses the original animation dude for the 90s it looked fucking incredible and oh it, no, and no. It still i'm looks, not denying it, that but i think you're it, like the one that i saw in the trailer was actually not bad for like a modern thing trying to recreate like the 90s <laughs> i guess maybe but at the same time i was less like i'm like it i saw that comment and i'm like damn i've seen other kid shows with a lot better cgi than that is, I uh, guess, yeah. what I'm getting at. I mean, Reboot was known for being way ahead of its time, and now it's like, it feels like it's just, uh, like a, a doorstop to some other greater purpose. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll see what the first, the first episode's like. Brendan Fraser. I still want him to make a comeback, and he finally came back into the news here. Uh, and not for the best of reasons. He, he gave GQ an exclusive interview about why he's been away for the business for so long and part and you know what what's been going on in his life and now people know some of what's gone on he's had a lot he's had botched surgeries he had a, a nasty divorce um several other things but apparently he was also uh, kind of similar to, to uh Terry Crews had a uh a sexual harassment incident in 2003 um, that, uh, left him kind of shaken up and then he wasn't sure how to deal with the people that he had then worked with up to that point. Uh, and they stopped inviting him to red carpet shows and stuff and, and whatnot. Um, when he was, you know, showing a little bit of why did you have to give me a reach around, bro? I didn't ask for that. Uh, and yeah, so he came out and did this whole, this whole thing. I haven't had time to read the whole um, interview yet. I kind of want to, and I hope that even though this is kind of a bad, like a, an unfortunate thing to hear about him and how, you know, he gets back in the light is through this. I want him back, man. Brendan Fraser, he's not the world's greatest actor, but he was such a, a happy motherfucker. And I liked watching him do stuff because he was so happy and he seemed like such a good dude. Uh, and I'd love to see him back <laughs> doing something. Now he is in that, uh, he is in a TV show of some kind right now. I can't remember what the name of it is. Uh, but I hope I hope that we get him back, uh, and I'm still kind of salty that he wasn't in the Mummy, the re- the I reboot. Think, I don't think we're gonna see him back in Hollywood, man. The, I want the, it the so bad. Fraser days are done. I want to see it so bad. Danny Boyle, that guy's been involved in a couple of decent movies, boys. Uh, he's yeah. apparently uh, he's apparently now on the short list for the Bond 25, uh, <clears throat> the <clears throat> next Bond movie coming up. What for a villain? Uh, no, for the director. Danny Boyle's a director, bro. I'm Slum Dog some, Millionaire. I'm totally um, thinking of somebody else. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, trying to think of something. Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later. A uh, couple of things. Um, yeah, he's he's had his name attached to a couple of uh, oh, of, okay. of decent films. And uh, so yeah, he apparently has now made the short list, and we've talked about the short list before of other guys that are on there um, as well. They just keep adding to the list. Maybe eventually the list will get shorter, and we'll we'll find out who's actually going to 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 do it. I mean, Bond twenty five is a pretty big deal. You know, that's a that's a that's a pretty big milestone. So 
hopefully whoever gets their hands on it does yeah. it justice. Um, and we still haven't, I still haven't, my immediate follow-up to that was when I went, I saw that I, my immediate follow-up was, I wonder if there's been any more talks about who the next Bond is going to be. Uh, and I haven't seen too much more about that. I don't know if you guys have heard any more about, about the next possible Bond, but I haven't heard no. of any, of any more talks about that. Cause yeah, I imagine I this is Daniel's last. I don't know. Money talks. We'll see. Uh, Black Panther. That movie is good and it's doing extraordinarily well. Have you watched it yet? I know I haven't seen it yet, uh, but I, I'm I'm going to safely say it's good because it's either ninety percent of the world is lying to me, or it's actually good, uh, and it's also smashing uh, a lot of records. If I'm not mistaken, I don't mistaken. know who said. I don't know anybody that said it's bad. I'm actually going to ruin this movie for Adam right now. Okay. Whenever you hear the word Wakanda, you are now going to think Uganda. Uh, are we going to get Wakanda Knuckles? Is that going to happen? That already happened as a meme. So. Did it real? Oh, did it seriously? Oh god. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna go watch that movie now, and I've just ruined it for you. Uh, that movie's made so much money; <clears throat> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's made huge money. It had a massive opening weekend. Yeah, it broke shit tons of records. Where Looks is it like, sitting now? Uh, they're almost at half a billion right now. Oh wow! Already they were at like two hundred million when I checked. Yeah, they're at uh, four hundred ninety-one million. Nice. And that was from... It was, a good, it was a good movie. I liked it. Oh, I really liked it. Um, um, I think, Adam, the thing you'll enjoy about this is that um, even with all the other Marvel movies and everything around, you can actually go and watch Black Panther without having any of the other Marvel Universe stuff in your head. Which is nice. And it's a fully enjoyable movie on its own. There was some there was some article that said something about this movie solving the Iron Man problem. I don't know what even that would reference. In any um, the way. Iron Man problem is that they have usually have to have to, uh, Robert Downey Jr. or Iron Man make a cameo in like every movie. Ah, is this the one that he hasn't been in? Like, no, this, not- this movie. Yeah, this, this movie, this like uh, saying this one, this is one of the only Marvel movies that can that completely stands on its own on its own merits. I I don't recall seeing any like crazy Easter egg cameos from characters or anything really over the top. The entire cast is relatively new in the universe and it all stands on its own and it does it beautifully. Thank like, they God. They don't need to have like, they don't need to have like random other heroes jumping in and like, it just establishes itself and holds <clears throat> itself really well. The cast is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the amount of talent in one film is actually just messed and it, up. Just everything holds its own. It's so messed up. Like it's just, no, no weak links at all anywhere. No, I don't do think I saw one weak line in the movie. It's 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 a solid. solid I think the movie. thing I think the thing that the that's cinematography, gotten, the setup, that's gotten me is the costume design. It looks dope. Everything looks dude. Prop dope. design is dope. Ten out of ten. Music's dope. Set the CGI dope. was dope. <laughs> like Wakanda looked Costumes amazing. Dope. Everything's dope. It's dope. <laughs> that's it. It's just that's the show. Dope, they did, dope, dope Panther. Is that is that the, uh, the sequel? They didn't waste space in the movie. Like they didn't have any scene where I felt it was out of place. Everything had purpose. Everything was put in the right place. The pacing was good. Characters were all the characters weren't overused or underused. You know, everything was kind of established cleanly, and the entire thing just flowed really well. 
from like beginning to end. You know, everything it just works out really well. Like I know it's rare for movies to have like everything kind of hit on like the right notes all across. So does this dump right into like the next like Avengers? Like what? How does this play out? Doesn't matter. This this goes this goes this will continue. uh, This is after Civil War. Okay, and getting ready to go. It's kind of its own merit, but we're gonna see. Um, in the next Avengers, right, yeah. we're going to see some of the because I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, talk, of course, yeah, spoiler. Yeah. But there, there are times in the movie where a certain character references um another white character, and we're we're gonna we know who that character is. Okay, and we see that character in the trailers of the next Avengers movie. Oh, okay. So there's um, some in Wakanda right. fighting oh, okay. uh, with so the Wakandans. Without spoiling anything effectively, if you go and watch Avengers you and you haven't seen Black Panther, and Jeff, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't feel like you're going to feel like you missed anything, but if you go and watch Avengers having watched <laughs> Black Panther, you'll get more out of it. Like, you can, you can, you can, you can step out Black Panther and be fine. You'll just have a slightly lesser experience without even realizing it. Like it's effectively, you just get more information. Yeah, it, it's it's basically a standalone film. Yeah, but I think in the next movie, where it's going to tie in, there's going to be some references, and it's going to tie into sort of yeah, you'd be like maybe well, not what we saw more. in the movie. But we know that there was a connection there, and that's all I'll say because mm, yeah, well, yeah, of course, anything. yeah, we get into spoiler territory. Um, yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I definitely do want to. I definitely do want to check it out. Uh, I'm super happy it's doing so well. Like there was one, like I, I had like some some fear for them that if this <laughs> came out and didn't do all that well, you know, if there would be like this massive setback. In, no, we. We all knew at this point, like for like the last month, that this I was going to be. It came out, it this was going to be a massive movie because of the talent. Um, the the director Ryan Coogler. Mm. I mean, the it was just in the whole black movement around it, right? The whole African thing. You know, the, majority uh, African. The majority. Cast. It's the entire cast is black, except for there's, I think what, there's like two, two, white two or characters? three characters that are that are not black. Um, and there's only two. Yeah, I think there. I know there's two for sure. Yeah, I don't even know if there was a third. Um, yeah, I I know there's two. F- I think there was three. I think no, there there's was a couple three. like side characters. Like there's a couple of white characters who are just in and out. Yes, but they're, but, like, but but they're not. They were characters named. too. Yeah, two white characters, um, and both phenomenal actors. And by you the didn't way. even notice. <laughs> you didn't yeah. even notice until after you walked out of the movie. Yeah, it, it was just. Uh, it it was. Uh, it was a big win for for the African American community just in general, just because um, the representation of Africans without chains and, you know, looking like it was a positive and empowered thing, you know, garbage, so to speak, you know, the way that they make uh, in most movies, Africa look like it makes it look like a slum. And this, this was the complete opposite. This was like, it, it, they weren't like toting their own thing either. They weren't like, oh yeah, you know, we're black and and we've got swag and we're you know we're fucking cool because we're black. It was like it was like a beautiful looking cultural. Did they make thing. any any? Did they make any like statement no, things? Uh, you know what? There is there is they one, talk about it. There, there there is there is like one or two lines 
where they where they um kind of talked about white people um but it was never it was never anything where they were taking shots this wasn't a message at, movie oh no hell no uh, it was tastefully done one. it had yeah. a message but it wasn't a message movie it was just really well done and i and and i was i left the movies like um, feeling proud that I'm black is crazy. Like, is it's one it of those a movies positive it's, and empowered thing? Yeah, I, it think, was yeah, like I a, think it's fair. Given no, the, I saw people, I saw, I saw, I saw a bunch of you know, I'm, I I live in a relatively diverse area. I saw a lot of black people as they're coming out. They're doing like the Wakanda handshake, and they're like they're all into it. So I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, um, they they had a big blow, um, cardboard cutouts of uh of the shit uh, outside the IMAX and like a bunch of black guys and we're all like doing their thing and it taking yeah. pictures um the positive, row in front of models. us there was like a group of 10 people that were just straight up in like you know um african culture uh, like attire like from head to toe uh you could tell that there there was this sense of uh of it's kind of like uh you know when obama was was running when obama got got became president elected, yeah. it was elected you know i hate to bring it back to politics but it was a cultural it, it was, pride moment it was a cultural pride thing that that's that's what it felt like to me it felt like i was i was witnessing something uh, historic and i felt like i was part of it even though i i you know i kind of was cuz i gave my money and i enjoyed the movie and it and it was like it was one of those things where i left it and I didn't have to pretend that it was good. I didn't have I to be also, like, oh, yeah, guys, this movie was awesome. I felt it was uh, empowering the science, too. Like, the way yeah. they portrayed everything. Yep. Like, it was it, just, it was, like, yeah. it was really, really well done. The more I think about it, the more I want to go. The action was great. Best uh, a villain in in Marvel history that I've seen in a, in a film yet. Better than Loki? Um, but he's an anti-hero. I don't really consider him a, a villain. Um... But no, if I had to if I had to compare it to, I prefer Loki. But I don't I don't consider him a villain. Um, but you know, better I, than than Ultron. Better than I can't really think. Everybody everybody in a Marvel movie has been pretty cookie cutter. You know, the the final the final fights have been one big thing. This villain it had layers. There was a reason for his motives. You could you could relate to what the only. The only issue I had with the villain was, and the movie was long to begin with, I feel like I wish they had given us more in the beginning on him. Overall, I do agree that he's one of the better Marvel villains. I just felt like um, the way they escalated him, what, they're just he didn't get enough screen time early on. But other than that, like um, nothing wrong with his his portrayal of the character, the way he did everything. I just feel like he needed maybe another five minutes or 10 minutes early on, but I, I can get, it was a long movie to begin with. Yeah. It was a long movie. I didn't feel that. I, I thought I, 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 oh, yeah, I kind of no, knew I his motives. If I, I got another yeah. scene with him, you know, doing whatever, I have no idea. Um, you know, but, but I, I liked cause the beginning of the movie we did get that, you know, we, we, we got, we got a little bit. Um, and it was clear his motives. And I just liked the fact that, uh, I almost felt bad for him, and I was, I was, oh, I, I was rooting, him. I was rooting for him in some parts, and I was hoping um, that that there would be a resolve and 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 all this other stuff, and 
that says that speaks a lot to a villain where you can you can relate to where he's coming from. And well, that's what the best villains, villains are, are is when you yeah, can usually, relate to them. Yeah. Usually villains are the are, are villains just because they're they're baddies or or whatever, right? They want to just take over the world. This was a very isolated things, his motives, the things that happened to him. You totally got it. You 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 weren't angry why he was doing this. And I just felt I felt like I connected to the character just as much as I did Black Panther or just as much as I did any of the characters. I had the same sort of relationship uh, or a different type of relationship, but the same uh, intense feelings towards the villain. It wasn't it wasn't just like, oh, I fucking hate this guy. It was like, ah, fuck, come on, Michael B. Like, you know, oh, man, you know, I felt I felt for him. And that's awesome. I can't say I felt that way about any Marvel villain ever. In fact, I don't think I can name three Marvel villains in all of the Marvel movies. I don't think I can name three. I, I there there's was Ultron. Only, there was no. There was only one other villain that could be considered on par with Michael B. Jordan's character, which would be freaking Winter Soldier. That's the I only. Sp- other, that's the only other one. The other, all the other ones have been one, somewhat one-dimensional. But talk about disconnect. I mean, with yeah. Winter, Winter Soldier, it was just like we got a little backstory on who he was, and then he just woke up, uh, uh, you know, wanting to kill people, <laughs> and and that was the show. They've been building him up over multiple movies. Of course. So well, because like, he's yeah. going to be the next Captain America, right? Yeah. He's going to fucking take over. But that's what we think, or that that's what I think. Well, that's what happens in the comics. That's what happens in the comics is why I think and Chris Evans doesn't want to. Well, he's already saying yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, you know, once again, could be sort of an anti-hero, like, yeah. you know, gone, good, gone, bad. But I agree. I think that's probably the closest thing. And you know what? I I, I, I even feel like uh, with with the Winter Soldier, uh, Bucky, I even feel like um, it was more of the movie that was great and not necessarily the villain. I thought that I think Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie ever made, uh, but I don't think it was the best villain. I'm still going with Michael B., as the best as the best villain so far just just brilliantly written just awesome just awesome stuff i loved it it was good i don't bias cuz i'm black but everybody <laughs> says it's good so fuck it's off it's okay yeah it's okay you're you're yeah. in the clear you're in the clear um all right two things one uh i flat out didn't post anything for uh, tech support today so okay. we don't we don't actually have any questions uh, two, I don't think it matters anyway because we're two and a half, almost two and a half hours into this podcast. So we'll, uh, we'll bank up, save your questions for, for next week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that, I think, because yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be a little long in the tooth if we keep this, this train going. So, oh, unless there's another movie, a TV thing happening right now. Anything um, to one other thing, actually. Oh, uh, sure. Sorry. Yeah. yeah you had, uh, yeah, uh Joss um, Whedon. Yeah, Josh. Oh, Whedon he got actually, fired, right? No, no, he 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 backed out. Um, for uh, he was actually set to direct and write Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. And he yeah he pretty much came out and said, um, "I'm stepping down." Um, now, he was very conciliatory. He said pretty much, "I failed." Like it wasn't like it wasn't Warner or anything. And he said, "I tried for months, but I cannot come up with a compelling story." Um, so he that's it backed out, but others are saying that it might be due to his recent media Personal troubles. Issues. And yeah. and I can guarantee I, I, I can't guarantee anything. 
But I, I, what's going around now is that people are saying he got fired yeah. and publicly he came out and basically they were like, so what happened? I need some, I need some. Okay. Need so some... he cheated. Okay. So, so once again, me too movement. Um, shocker. He, he cheated on his wife. Okay. Uh, with multiple actresses. Uh, that were were in leads of his films. Okay, and, and TV this, series and TV series, and so this this wasn't this isn't like oh she came out and and is outing him. He got nailed for he, this. No, he wrote a letter she to did. his to his wife or ex wife and admitted to all of the stuff. So oh, he okay. came out and said this is what I did, and um and then she went public about it. And she said you know this is it. So. What we're thinking, or what I'm thinking, and a lot of people are thinking, is when DC got got hold of this because of the 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 shitstorm that is Can't have that to do with women right now. The movie. He, there was a, some additional stuff though too. In 2005, he was actually tapped to possibly do Wonder Woman, and the script he wrote for that kind of leaked, or parts of it got leaked, and it ended up being a. Uh, um, deemed by most people who read it to be pretty sexist. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of scenes that were like really, yeah. you know, and even uh, Justice League um, yeah. with with the Flash kind of falling into Wonder Woman's breasts. Um, Black Widows, Black and Widows, Avengers. Yeah. So there, people, people are st- uh, were, were kind of putting. I know I, they're stretching yeah. now, but they're stretching. You know, they're um, it's it's one of those things where I think DC was like, we're going to nip this. We're gonna nip this in the butt now, especially for um, Batgirl. And then also, Justice League didn't do it. It, it did well in the box office because it was Justice League, but it didn't do um, well with critics and with fans. Um, some people enjoyed it, some people didn't. But it it wasn't it wasn't a well received film. On top of that, so a lot of people are thinking he got fired. I'm sure more news is gonna come out. As time goes on, on what really happened, he made a statement, and he basically uh, said that you know he he couldn't he couldn't write a script. He's been working on Batgirl for months, and we're talking about a guy that made that wrote Cabin in the Woods over a weekend, and he has he has written some of the best film that we have seen in recent years, and for a guy of this level to say that he couldn't come up and write. A yeah, exactly. Hollywood that's, script. That's for a bit Bat, much for Batwoman yeah. in months, and come out and say that he's failed. There is something. There's something going on in the back, and I I want to say, and, I, and you know, I'm damage just, control. That's what I think it is. I think he's coming out and he's saying it's my fault why I'm leaving. I failed. It's not DC's fault. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not no this women fault. thing. It's not the. It's not any of this stuff. It's I failed as as a as a writer, and I feel like somebody else can helm this. That that's that's what I I think it's I think it's a deflection personally. Well, it's I Joss can't. Whedon. I, yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, like when can't you said when, Batwoman. Yeah, when you said what the reasoning was, my first thought was, excuse me. <laughs> It's like you're weird. Joss Whedon not being able to write something, you know, for for especially something like Batgirl. I mean, for, for come on. I mean, how hard? I mean, obviously I couldn't do it, but you know what I mean. In the grand scheme yeah. of things, that's yeah. like a, that's like that's like playing t-ball for a writer of his of his caliber. So for him to come out and be like, "Yeah, I guys, it might be pretty hard to write Batgirl in the current 
DC universe. Well, just it, don't it have could, her. Just also, don't have her like banging every dude she sees, or falling in love with like every second guy, or well, having it, the flash fall into her tits. It could also be that um, DC wants a woman yeah, to 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 write and direct true. this film because we saw what happened with Wonder Woman, directed by a woman. We saw what happened with Black Panther, directed by a black a black uh, guy. Um, this is sort of the thing now. This is, this is, you know, if you're going to write a story about a woman, it ought to be a woman. You should be a woman. And and if you're going to write a black, uh, an all, uh, an African, you know, type thing, you ought to get an African American doing this. Maybe that's what they're going for here. Maybe they're trying to tap into the, to the whole Marvel thing. That's what DC has been trying to do forever and a day. Although, you know, uh, uh, Wonder Woman's DC, but you know what I'm saying? I think they're just trying to continue um, the success from Wonder Woman, maybe, but it also could be the fact that they just want to stay clear the hell away yeah. from this now yeah. before it turns into a shitstorm and then the the film gets boycotted because people are already on edge about DC films. And if you just give them something else to throw out there, it could be... Uh, a, a shit storm that they don't want. I think yeah, it could be probably... a combination of both. It could be a combo combo of both. It could be an out for DC to get rid of Joss Whedon. Could have mm. been like, listen, we don't want to deal with this. You know, we've got we've got other plans, or maybe they just don't want to do this Batgirl. Maybe they just they, they just axed it. They're like, you know, this isn't the time. Who knows? I'm sure we will find out. Uh, yeah, probably I, by next week. I, I would I would hazard. I mean, if you if you were a betting man. Uh, you would probably tend to lean towards the fact that they're trying to separate themselves from that kind of publicity because of the current climate. It's absolutely insane. And they're, they're looking for reasons to come after corporations yep. and, 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 uh, and films and TV, anything they can get their hands on. So to have something so easily handed to them as Joss Whedon writing a letter and, uh, uh, to his wife about all of his infidelity and not just infidelity, but more specifically... He's doing it with his leading ladies in his in his in his TV and movies. That's that's the that that's the real crux of it because that's the whole Me Too movement is this whole you know women feeling like they have to you know blow some dudes to to get ahead in the game. Uh, and so the moment that that comes up, I mean, again, now you're now you've got some seriously bad uh, stuff Did attached you, to that movie. Uh, as as we were doing the podcast last thing, um, the uh, Ford. The, the the car manufacturer, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, uh, the North American president, yes, just got fired for inappropriate behavior. No way. So there's that now too. No way. That just came out. Is there details to it, or is it just? Yeah, uh, there's. I mean, uh, company spoke, spokesman said in review was launched past weeks about inappropriate uh, behavior uh, following accusations of sexual misconduct. Um. Anyway, I, I'm just kind of reading reading this uh, this thing that they got going on here right now. But I mean, everyone's going to get tagged for it at this point. It's pretty much uh, unless <laughs> unless you've unless you've really and truly been looked down at the ground, look nobody in the eye, and walk through your career. The odds of you not getting you know tagged up for something if you're in a high profile position is not great. No, it's really not great. You better hope you're gay and you're running the show. <laughs> Dude, I don't, like think that mat- just- I don't even think that matters. I don't even think that matters because, you, know, you, you know, guys, <laughs> the guys, gay guy looked at me wrong. Guys are feeling up other dudes. I mean, we've got we got Terry Crews and Brendan Fraser. So I don't think that's I don't think that's going to save your ass either. I think you just need to be 
uh, you know, just head down and walk and don't look anybody uh, at anyone and hope that they don't recognize um, you. Just hilariously enough, on the same link that I'm reading about the Ford thing, the immediate follow-up story is how Kylie Jenner almost wiped out over a billion dollars in Snapchat value with one tweet. What? What? Oh, Kylie, oh, Kylie Jenner about, tweeted, oh. so does anyone else not open Snapchat anymore, or is it just me? Oh. And that, ugh, this is so sad. And that tweet, apparently, when it went out, knocked out $1.3 billion from Snapchat stock. Get fucked i don't open up snapchat anymore to be honest i can't i can't even believe well instagram is snapchat now so like but i can't even believe that that woman has that much i was supposed to that's depressing sour if you got shares in snapchat get fucked oh my god well at this point if you you haven't gotten out of snapchat If you, you well, if you haven't gotten a Snapchat by now, you you've you've waited, you held onto those bags a little longer than you probably should have. <laughs> they just asking for it, and now you here comes your slipping. here comes your apocalypse has has cometh in the form of one of the Jenners. Yeah, uh, that's crazy, dude. Oh my lord. Well, and then there's also in the in the social media world six percent. Oh my god. One tweet. That's rough. The, um, the, uh, what's the, what's the, is it like a, a an Instagram without the, um, I, I forgot about this word earlier as well. It was a Vero or Vero or Vino or, or Vero just came out. Vero, that that's shit. it. Yeah. So it's without the algorithms or whatever, the, or <clears throat> some shit. Do you see this, Jeff? No. So it's a, a social media platform that's essentially Instagram, but without all of the the shit algorithms that that are kind of wrecking Instagram currently, in terms of getting content pushed to the top that shouldn't be there, or, or like messing with people's timelines, and uh, so they're stripping all of that. the The downside the to it one. is that the the user agreement is hairily written, just. There is some shit going on in there that wording, I mean, it's, it's semantics in, in, in contracts are scary. If you put like, if you put like, I don't know, probably Facebook and, 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 and Vero or whatever the hell it's called together and you look at them, I mean, they're changing like a word, but that one word wildly changes Oh yeah. You also can't turn off, you can't turn off location. Yeah. And um, I won't be downloading that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, also even better, even better. They literally say in the terms, um, we don't have the technology to abide by the do not track signal from browsers. So we ignore it. Yeah. I, and it's effectively of, saying we're going to sell your shit. Yeah. And instead of we, we may use your pictures and stuff or we, you know, we might decide to, uh, we have know, we rights to, to use, use it. We have rights to use them. This, the, these guys are coming out and saying, we just own everything you put on the site. We can edit, do whatever we want with, sell, sub-license, do whatever the fuck we want with it. Yep. No. No, no, not with my stuff. So, uh, in case you were thinking, I'm already seeing, like, some streamers and stuff hopping on this, and I'm like, yeah, you... I see seeing it all over. I'm like, you didn't read the terms. You, you probably should have waited, waited maybe a... Just a tiny bit. bit. See how it plays out. You know, new social media stuff. Everyone's pops jumping up on all it the time. now because they're saying first million people get it for free. After that, you know, we'll start. We're going to be charging like a small yearly fee. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, well, all they're doing is banking up all the information yeah. of the first million people yep. and getting banked for it. Yep. People are buying into it already. 
And oh, people yeah. are like, you want to know, uh, know what this reminds me of? What? Cool. That Google search engine, C-U-I-L, from forever ago that everyone went nuts over oh my for like Lord. three days. And then it died. And then it died immediately. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. But can you imagine how much money they're going to make? Just say, how shady is that? First million people get in free. Because the uh, the information of the of a million people by the time those guys get in and girls and they post all their shit and they have all this stuff that it is might be worth, two million free now because they're having tech problems that that is worth so much money <laughs> that it's it's fucked up like just the amount of money so even if it caved they, it doesn't matter they've already yeah, they, made just they've got the info. Of money. got him bye bye people don't realize how media much platforms yeah people don't realize how much money. Even your, even what you think is completely inconsequential, useless information, like that oh, you, you don't the realize thing how expensive that is. You key in your relation. You have to key in your relationships with people to give context for how you want to share things. Oh, they love that data. Oh, of course. How do you know this fucking person? How do you know this fucking person? What do you like? All of that, like network information. Oh, well, that's, that's huge. That's really fucking useful. Oh, it's huge. So yeah, maybe uh, stay away from that one. Uh, yep. Public service announcement. <laughs> stay, stay far away, uh, and maybe tell some other people you know to stay far away. Um, you know, probably not a bad idea. You know what? You shouldn't stay far away from our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/TechnicalAlpha. Hit it up, give it a look. Maybe you like what you see. Maybe you want to uh, join the community there and uh, and help support the uh, the podcast financially. Also, uh, you can hit up technicalalpha.audio to uh, listen to all the podcast stuff. If you're not an RSS feed person or on iTunes or something else, you can, uh, of course, check it out there. Uh, you can download the episodes directly. You can listen to them at, like, half speed, 1.2, 1.5, whatever. You can speed it up, slow it down, do whatever you want to it there. Uh, and the entire catalog is available for you for download, etc. from the website and any other information, as well as the Patreon wall, which I'm going to use here momentarily to... Uh, Hopefully get the updated list of our Patreon producers who are Oh, I think I think only one person is getting off the hook right now on the on the screen. Jetrix still hanging out. Five hundred dollars. Postal Panda and Chico, two fifty a pop, and at the hundred dollars we got Derek P, Naley, Adam B, Jamaican J, Jorbonk, Toe to Steel, Matthew M, Gods. Gods amongst mere mortals. But you know what? I see you, Dollar Club. You're mm. a god too. You're all gods too. Don't worry. You're all gods. Just these guys got posters. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only difference. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for this episode of Technical Alpha. We will have uh, more for you next week. Same time as always. If you're here for the live, uh, live show, twitch.tv slash technical alpha. And uh, we'd love to have you if you have the time to stop by. If not, thanks for listening as always, wherever you do uh, catch us. And until we see you next time, peace.